0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast, and boys, it's been a Big Week in Gaming. I'm into to for episode 36 on Sunday, the 21st of March 2021. As always, I'm joined by the official, P3 himself nominated and approved Xbox Hall of Famer and number one challenger to the mantle of the greatest Xbox RPG player in the world, Swinny. Yo. And the guy in the middle, the game-loving, grind-hating, (laughs) gamer-anti-gamer... The Interrupter and Tree Chief, the expert at Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons, Mike.
1: Hello. I don't know why you assumed i identify as a boy, but hello.
0: (laughs) In this week's show, we'll be discussing Sony buying Evo, the biggest fighting game event of the year in the world. Our first uh, look at the snazzy new controllers for the PSVR 2, and we continue our Donkey Kong retrospective series with a comeback title on the Wii and 3DS, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Oh, yeah so I should say quickly, as always, uh, we uh, you know we have plenty of uh, things online, so we have our YouTube channel, which is bigwig pod, uh, our Twitter feed at bigwig Pod, but uh, as always, like if you want to help us out, make sure you tell a mate about the show and help the show grow. No correction this this week's boys amazing.
2: Mm. Well, uh, I will make my uh, my ongoing correction that uh, based no, on... No, no, there's no. we've got to, move. Intro- We're going to keep the no, show right? moving. No, no, no. So I'll no, do, two, got, I'll do no, no, I'll, There's no I'll, corrections. I've got to make I'm this, muting, I'm, this. You, I'm muting no, no. you. I'm muting you.
0: I've got to make this I've got, this got two quick updates. So one update is around <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise. So I was complaining a long time about the Amiibo not being available in Australia. They are now available at the Nintendo Store. So check out the AU Nintendo Store. And... Uh, Gotham Knights, a game that I was looking forward to this year, has been delayed to 2022, I guess, as per COVID. Um, I, I uh, kind of want to know what the correction is now. No, no, we, we, we don't. There is no correction. Uh. The intro was 100% accurate. Uh, Phil Spencer personally nominated Swinney for the Xbox Hall of Fame. We all know that. It's a part well, of the public record that's not, ta- that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, go on. should have let me actually finish.
2: <laughs> go on. This whole time, I, I don't even like RPGs. And you've just been lying <gasps> to, the, to the audience. Whoa, oh my really?
3: God. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think they're a horrible genre. They force people to grind. They're, uh, yes, RPGs, but no good. No, good. <laughs> no buenos.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. And Mike, what have you been playing this week?
2: Well, before, before I tell everyone what I've
1: been playing, I, I was at 7 Eleven today, and I think we've covered this before about how I buy 7 Eleven coffee. Yeah, you do. And I just need to make a PSA, a very important announcement. I took two $1 coffee cups, put them side by side at the machine because the machine has two holes where coffee and milk comes out of. And I pressed the $2 coffee button. Okay, two $1 cups. Two $1 cups. I'm I'm showing them on screen here. I pressed the $2 coffee button and you'd expect that both of them, in theory, should get filled. But they do not. They only come up at about three quarters. So, people that buy $2 coffees at 7-Eleven, you are getting ripped off. It's a scam.
2: Wait, are you expecting the $2 coffee to be exactly the size of two $1 coffees?
1: Well, yeah, if I'm going to pay $2,
2: yes. That's not the way it works. Well, why shouldn't it work like that?
1: Because then nothing- I might as well just do what I did and buy two one dollar coffees, and you I might get as way well- better value.
2: Well, you can do that and be an insane person and buy two it coffees. Just makes no before. sense. I believe Mike, actually, Mike, I- yeah, well, Mike, I- Mike I- nothing at the supermarket works like that. Why do you expect well, this to work? It like usually that? works the other way. Usually, yeah, exactly. More I- bulk is better value. I hundred percent agree. Opposite. I
0: hundred percent agree yeah. with Mike on this one. I have to say, it I makes
2: know, no sense to me. I understand it works the other way, but I'm saying that it doesn't. Nothing works like that. In that. The upgrade or like the bigger version of something is exactly like double.
1: No, it's normally more than double. The smaller one. Yeah, normally you get better value, but in this case, For you dollar. get worse value.
0: I yeah. agree. I, you're, you're 100% on the money here, but I,
1: I reckon it's a scam that, that people haven't caught on to, but I have, I'm have. i on to you, 7-Eleven. I want, I want that, to hear people writing. You can
2: write tell in. that just by looking at yeah. the size of the cups. Well,
1: no, you can't, because your brain can't calculate That's weird true. shapes That's true. like this and the volume they have. That's true.
0: The brain's Man. very bad at that, Svenny.
1: Yeah, to me, it looked like it might actually be this, same. It's not. I think and it's ridiculous so much. would have been the exact same I don't think it's necessary. No, I thought
0: it would be more, yeah. if anything. Like,
1: yeah, same, but no, yeah. it's not, not even equal, it's less. This is a rare
0: occurrence where it I'm filled, 100% on up. Mike's side.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I reckon it. Like, if I was to take the cup, I think it only filled it up to about there, like, which is about three quarters. Really? Yeah, because yeah, think about it, the very end of it, proportionally, you can't even go like take a quarter there because that quarter chunk is actually more than, you know what I mean? Because it gets more narrow as it goes down. Yeah. Did you go
2: the next so, step and then test a third? Three dollar cup with a two dollar wow. and a one dollar. I will do exactly that before next week's
1: podcast. <laughs> you have to podcast. do a
0: field report. You have to do. I some... will do a
2: field report,
1: and I will, I will, I will do long blacks as well. So I will measure exactly how much coffee is in there versus milk proportionally, <laughs> and cross reference it across the one dollar, two dollar, and three dollar yeah. cups.
0: You know, I knew about that one dollar coffee thing from Ozbargain. I, I saw someone write: Make sure if you want two coffee, like if you want a bigger coffee, buy two one dollars, not one two dollar one. I wonder but if that you
2: was have me. to carry two cups. It could have been you. Actually, <laughs> yeah.
0: it could have been you saying about it on Osboggin, and I'd read it.
2: <laughs> like, what do you? What do you? Like, what if you're carrying something else? Then suddenly you've got to like stack them well, yeah.
0: on top of each other. Sure. Of course, there's
1: that. And look, if you're environmentally conscious, yeah, you don't want to end up with two cups.
0: Yeah, two plastic lids. That's not Cause good. It's way
1: worse. Yeah. yeah. But I suppose if you bring two keep cups, <laughs> that's true. You,
0: you just hands. get a big keep cup, and then you pour it in, right? Yeah. Is the machine automated? Will it detect that you're using a different. Well, no. Cup? What you
1: can do is, is what I did in the end is you, when you realize it's only
2: filled in three quarters of it, you just press the hot milk button and you fill the rest of it. So if you take a big keep cup and then two, yeah. do two $1 coffees into the same cup, what happens when you go to the register? Do you tell the person, I bought two $1 coffees in this same keep cup? Well, you still pay two bucks. So I don't think it really matters.
1: Mm. And you can have as much as much free milk as you want.
0: It
2: reminds me, Mike, when so, you actually when you went to uh, the Coles or Woolworths and you tried to check out a single grape.
1: Yeah, I know. And it doesn't weigh anything, so you get it for free.
3: <laughs>
0: you know, Mike is also taught me at McDonald's that instead of ordering a sundae, you should order three soft serves, which are thirty cents each, yep. and then ask them to put it in a plastic cup and then just put a little bit of chocolate on top. Correct, and, and instead costs, of like, ordering or something, instead of ordering a way cheaper, a Mac,
1: way cheaper, and instead of ordering a McFlurry which is like four bucks or whatever, you can just order a sundae in a McFlurry cup and ask them to add M and M's on top. This and is what you come. This is what you come to the Big Week podcast for. Exactly, people. you got all these so. micro
0: deals, micro hacks,
1: micro hacks. We should have saved this for the uh, the last section. When we, when we talk about So what, what have you been, been playing. playing?
0: What have you been playing?
1: So what I've been playing I've been playing a, a number of games. I've been playing Donkey Kong because yeah. even though I'm late to the party, I did want to actually, you know, give it a go.
0: Have you so and played you played haven't it, played the trilogy at all on this No, SNES. I, haven't, yeah.
1: I haven't. I haven't. Okay. played. I played a little bit on the SNES ages ago, but I never really played the game properly if that makes sense. Yep. So I have I have lots of thoughts on it. And you which beat it, was, right? I, we'll save no, I haven't. Oh, okay. I got pretty far. I think I got it to, to like World too 7. Hard, too I don't hard. know how many worlds Understand. there are. No, Understand. Understand. I just haven't had time. Move on. And it is hard. But anyway, move on. I'll be playing a bit of Mario Land uh, mm-hmm. on 3DS. Also a bit of Mario World, but not my game. Just my girlfriend's game. You should that... say
0: Mario 3D World, right?
1: Mario 3D World, yes. So I play, 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 played a bit of Mario 3D Land and, and on 3DS and then a little bit of Mario 3D World on Switch. But... Only because my girlfriend was getting stuck in a few places, and she kept asking me to pass them and grab more stuff. So chauvinistic. I am not. It's just that's what happened. <laughs> so that's how I got my kick of, of that game. But I am actually really keen to play it by myself. Yeah, it's from a cool.
0: It's a cool game.
1: Um, and it's a super cool game to the extent that I actually, uh, my girlfriend's niece's—well, I suppose I could call him my niece as well.
0: Whoa, you guys uh, married already?
1: <laughs> practically right. Uh, her her birthday's coming up in in April, and I went out and this didn't break my own rule technically, but I bought her a switch in preparation Whoa. for her birthday, just the switch light. The niece, and, the niece. it's yeah. not even
0: your actual niece. That's amazing. Right. She's
1: really cool. We get along really well. She's There's, seven.
0: People are going to be asking and, questions about you. Why are you giving her these kind of presents?
1: Well, now they want. We just get along really well. Anyway, so I, I had to call her dad up because I spoke to my girlfriend. and I'm like, hey, is this okay? Should I be getting this? Are, are her parents going to be pissed off at me? Like, you better call better call mm. them just in case. So, I called her dad.
0: This is after you already bought it.
1: No, no, no. This is while I was sitting there in the shop <laughs> okay, thinking okay, about okay, buying okay. it. Okay. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, look, yeah, I, I think it's all right. But let me just check with my wife. So, he had to hang up and call me back. And after he called me back, he said, "Yeah, she said it's okay in theory. We feel a bit guilty though because you know it's a switch problem." I'm like, "I ah, don't it's worry pretty, about any pretty of that." Pretty, pretty generous. But it's pretty funny the bunny hops we had to do just to just to be able to get them to agree to it. And the reason the reason I say this, the reason what made me think about getting her this, is because she loves cats. So she got a couple of kittens a few months ago, and you can be a cat in Mario. And even I just laughed at, mm-hmm. at the character when I was playing. Playing it in a uh, three in Mario three D world,
3: very cool. Uh, dude. So
1: super awesome. And the last thing, and you know, listeners aren't going to be able to see it, but <laughs> I will advertise it here. And I am advertising <laughs> this is, a product this is that's... your
0: like your normal uh, thing that you do, where you show things on the screen that people can't see. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but for once, I actually remembered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I am doing this, I can talk about it. So I picked this baby up off eBay. What is it? You are uh, going to say what it is? It's called a Game Vice. For your iPad ah
0: oh, they're the ones that suit Nintendo right
1: they suit Nintendo I thought what? they did yeah I believe
2: so I believe so
1: yeah. really for what yeah
0: for the design what you're going to describe huh. what did
1: because really? Nintendo did
0: the switch well what does it look like what does it look totally like Totally
1: different though okay so it's so what what this device is for people that can't see it um, you can look it up it's called the game vice now this is an old one this is this is compatible with it says here with an iPad mini 2. And an iPad Mini three, so these are fair, and an iPad Mini, so these are pretty you know oldish uh, devices now, and it's it's kind of I guess you could kind of compare it to a Switch, but it's not really. So the way you use it is you get your iPad and it fits in between uh, between the two <laughs> Joy-Con looking things, I suppose, mm. um, and. And then, yeah, you can use... it's. It's got two joysticks. It's got a, a, a D-pad. It's got uh, X, Y, A, B buttons. Um, very similar, I guess, orientation to the way Xbox, but the colors are flipped around for some reason. I guess they probably couldn't get away with copying the colors exactly the same. Uh, now, the reason I got this wasn't because I play a lot of games on my iPad. Mm. It was because I wanted to try the PlayStation... Um,
0: remote play like I The have.
1: remote play stuff, Yeah. And it worked amazingly. How good does was, it work, right? It's I was crazy. shocked how well it worked. It's so, like it's, I said, this with crazy. Dark
0: Souls, it's like, yes. it's not quite perfect, but it feels like it's only a few frames off.
1: Yeah, it's so and close. And it's very
0: playable. It's very playable. Super
1: playable. Yeah. I played Dark Souls on it because that was the ultimate test, in my opinion. If, if mm. you could play Dark agree, Souls I agree. on this thing, yeah, I agree. then you could play any game, pretty does much. Does
0: it have
2: two.
1: Uh, like tr- like a bumper trigger style. It does, setup. so it works. Yeah, cool. it's got it's got um, the two triggers, but here's the catch: it doesn't have the ability. It doesn't have clicks on on the sticks, and there's the no L3 way to remap. R3, this is a huge yeah. issue, though. Yeah, on, so you don't get that, but because you don't get that, I couldn't figure out a way to remap them to say up on the D pad or something. So you can't lock onto enemies in Dark Souls.
2: Um, just quickly, just <laughs> to clarify. So yeah, so Game Vice did sue Nintendo. It got wow. dismissed, and apparently last year, mm. and I'm reading an article from 2020, they sued Nintendo
0: again. Again, and it yeah. first came out did in they 2013. Get dismissed the, dismissed it the device first came out in 2013. So it's a
1: different thing, though. I don't know how they can get away with it. It's a completely different thing. I don't know. Like I, no. I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't comment. And I, I, I can see the similarities, to be
0: fair. But I just. Yeah, like, I hate this kind a- of lawsuits mm. where. It, to me, it just completely stifles innovation. doesn't encourage it. Totally
1: it stifles innovation. But honestly, to me, it's, it's a different kind of device. Looks it's, pretty cool. Were you supporting
0: people news. who are suing Nintendo? There you go.
1: Well, I, I did not know about that, okay? <laughs> I don't know what I would have done if I knew about that. It but but, anyway. I wanted to try it out. And we also support Nintendo who sues everybody on <laughs> Nintendo exactly. Well, they, so But they, the they should <laughs> sue people.
0: They deserve to sue people. Not, not that I'm a shill or anything like well, that.
1: Well, maybe, maybe GameBuy sued them because of that. Because they went, well, Nintendo suing everyone. We might as well sue them as well. So, but anyway, it's, it. I don't know, if, I, I actually don't know much about these. I don't know if you can still get them brand new. Um, all I can say is now that the PS5 is out and this, the, the remote play capabilities out there, I am surprised these things don't get cleared out on eBay. Like I picked mine up for 50 bucks in so, really, really good condition.
0: I, I still feel like I prefer using my DualShock and like a clip to my phone. Like I feel like Yeah, that's... but like
1: say if you go if if for example my use cases I I want to play a game on the toilet, you know, as an example mm-hmm. or in my bathtub while I'm taking a bath. Uh, you know, a could be used, but then it's harder to hold or well, this is this is perfect. It fits mm. in your hand. You can take it anywhere anywhere in the house. You could have your PlayStation in the other opposite side of the house and you know play in the bedroom before bed or something.
0: I'm just I'm just so particular really cool. on controllers like I I don't know I'm very obsessive when it comes to controllers. Well of course so. it's not
1: going it's not not going to be anywhere near as good as you know the proper DualShock controller absolutely mm. but for what it does and for the 50 bucks that I I paid again Big asterisks, I don't know what they are brand new I don't even know if they make them brand new um, anymore. Oh I or think, if they, it's, do. I think know, they do you know third party copies of it. Mm. And the thing that blew me away and I know you're like ha well what do you expect but it it seriously actually did blow me away that it worked instantly as in i opened the app i connected to my playstation mm. every single button automatically mapped all everything just worked straight out of the box there was like there was no updates there was no app i needed to download nothing it just it just magically somehow worked. It was insane. I was I was actually blown away. My my mm. girlfriend was sitting there going, You're right there. Like the I was I, I'm speechless. I'm just surprised something just works out of the it's box. It's good It's as a this. miracle. It's a
2: miracle. <laughs> it's like magnets. No so one can anyway. explain it. <laughs> exactly. it's exactly like magnets. Yeah, huh? no, like, like for people
0: who do have a PS5, which is not, not a lot of people unfortunately, but they should you should try remote play. It works it's it's very playable. I'm very mm. pedi- it's really good. You know, pedantic when it comes to that stuff and it's very playable. It actually yeah, really does open up the PS5 for lots of different playstyles. Uh, just Even quickly, on, just on quickly. Plain
1: wireless, by the way. I have plain wire. I don't have you know special connections. I don't have a great router or anything like that. Mm. Just plain basic shit, yeah. and it works
0: perfectly it's really fine. good. So for me, I'm playing uh, a little bit of D K C Returns. I'd pretty much finished it last week. Uh, Alley Noir because it's coming up on our radar uh, as part of a uh, game of some other year. But I, and this is this is uh, this is embarrassing to omit this, but. I ended up downloading and playing through the Monster Hunter Rise demo 2. <laughs> cool. Okay. I, can't, I can't help myself. Good. <laughs> just,
2: why, why is that embarrassing? Well, because oh,
0: yeah. I was just like I said last week that I just want to get the game, right? I don't want to really hear about it anymore. I don't want any more demos or anything like that. But then right, right. I saw it on the eShop and I'm like, oh, yeah, I just want to see what Magnamalo, which is like the sort of signature uh, monster in this game, looks like. Oh, man, the game looks so good. It actually looks better than the demo. Maybe it's just, hmm. you know, my brain tricking me. But it it looks so good. I'm I'm really looking forward to this game. Like I've actually got to really be careful about this game because I feel like I could get really sucked into it. Uh, how about you, Swinny?
2: Yeah. So just like all of us been playing Kong Country Returns this week, and you finished um, it? So, yes, I did. In, in so, world
0: record time, speed run time.
2: Well, we'll we'll chat about it when we come to the to the segment at the end of the show. Um, so I've also... The other game I've played uh, the, pretty much the rest of the week was um, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Rogue. Um, so, of course, I talked a bit about it mm. last week. I completed the campaign, which is pretty short in this game. Probably the short Assassin's Creed campaign other than maybe the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just working through to 100% completion. And unlike Black Flag, it requires nearly everything in the game to be done for it, which is fine. It's actually... It's mopping up is the fun part of this game, but I had completely forgotten that Captain Cook was a character in this game. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you about that when you texted us about it, but I wanted to just save it for the show.
2: Yeah. So in one mission, you actually get to control his giant man of and <laughs> to just to wreck other uh, other ships. And he's also in this game and you know, I can't confirm if this was in real life or not. He, He's also a master at decoding ancient codes for you. <laughs> so you take like a manuscript to him and he can uh, decipher it. But uh, outside of um, that, I also played some Rogue. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Rogue, the original Rogue. Oh, so,
0: yeah. I'm like thinking, wait, you, I thought you were just <laughs> playing Rogue. So
2: oh. I actually loaded up Rogue. Um, I've, never, I've never played Rogue before. Is it a
0: roguelike? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yes, of course it is. Um... But I only—I just found a browser version to play because I wasn't going to go find the—you know—obviously there's heaps of versions mm. out there. But I was just okay. But it was—it was pretty laggy, so I think I might actually try to find a better version. Um, it just loads up DOSBox in the browser, oh, yeah. and honestly, I would have absolutely loved this game as a kid. It's just—it's so like even to this day, even though it's like ASCII art or whatever, it's just—it's just really, really cool. And now that I. Going back and playing the original rogue and then you know knowing the games that it essentially inspired an entire genre and mm. subgenre and everything, you can kind of see how influential it was. It's pretty nuts. Mm. Um, and I also played a bit of rogue legacy.
0: It's just nah, all the rogue games. No, 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 yeah, it's, not it's, really. I thought about rogue it. rogue <laughs> <laughs> oh, week. okay. I <laughs> nah,
2: thought about it. But I, no, actually, I actually went through my list of games. of like, what else has the word rogue in it? Could I just make this like <laughs> rogue Donkey episode. Kong Country <laughs> Rogue? <or something. laughs> hey, tell you, tell you what though. Speaking of
1: Donkey Kong, I, I'm actually really enjoying playing through games that I missed out in my childhood, especially the Nintendo stuff. Mm. So I think what I'm... I'm not changing my New Year's resolutions or anything, but I think
0: <laughs> well, you haven't met the, them, games,
1: the games that I am going to do, I'm starting. I'm thinking I might actually start playing through all of those games, all the Zelda games, all the Mario games that I missed out on. Uh, it's a very Donkey good one I think it'd be idea. really cool, yeah. I mean, I know it's not the same as playing them at the time. Absolutely isn't, but I still would love to do it and to appreciate them for the games that they were and how influential I can see they they were at the time and sort of the things that had spun off after that. On, I, on, really honestly, Mike,
0: like, I wish I was in your shoes of never having played, like, Super Mario 3, Link to the Past, Super Mario World, like these kind of games.
1: I did play some of those, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. The well, Zelda you, one I
1: haven't, but I played the, the Mario ones, yeah. Yeah. But, but I haven't played things, the later Mario ones, if that makes sense. Like, I never played Galaxy. Like,
2: yeah, like Link's Awakening, um... Hmm. Just any, like, especially the SNES era stuff. I yeah, think that's good, kind of yeah, the key. Yeah, yeah. Final that, Fantasy VI. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, because that holds up yeah. probably the best out of any of the, uh, the generations pre, let's say, GameCube or something, you know. Like, I think SNES is the one that you can go back to and you don't feel that. It doesn't feel super outdated from the get go. It's yeah. like, okay, this, this, you know, this feels nice. Whereas going back to the, uh, the NES is. I I even struggled a bit, especially with a game like Metroid,
3: for instance.
0: But to be honest, Winnie, I honestly and you know people will come at me for this, but I honestly think the SNES holds up in a lot of ways better than the three generations that came after it. There's plenty of games I've played on oh, the yeah. PS3, PS2, PS1, GameCube, which now when you play them, they're so clunky and yeah, so SNES, like the it's... frame rate chugs and. The graphics, mm. the, SNES, the graphics are horrible. Whereas yeah. the SNES, the graphics are like, my, like Swifty, like play Final Fantasy VI on the SNES. It looks beautiful. It's insane mm. how good it looks. I think it's it's timeless pixel art.
2: <laughs> what was like, that? I've played that game so many times. Yeah. What did, what did you say?
0: What did you say, Swifty? No, you said play
2: Final Fantasy VI. It's like yeah, like I haven't played that just countless amount of times. No, I'm life.
0: saying to I'm saying to Mike.
2: Oh, no, no, I absolutely
1: will, oh, absolutely
0: true. will. And not I, you, I, I know that you played, we totally, played it together. You said Sweeney! That's oh, did I? I oh, sorry, me? I meant Mike, sorry. <laughs> sorry, that's why I was so confused.
1: I totally agree, by the way, because I, I I always thought, not that, you know, necessarily PlayStation graphics were bad or anything like that at the time, they were amazing. I, I still remember when I used to think that Gran Turismo 2 was photorealistic, as in I seriously used to think that back then. But I think what it comes comes down to is that
0: <laughs> you're like echoing just then. I echoing. Second. What the heck happened there?
1: <laughs> um, no, I think what's amazing is that the, pic, uh, pixel pixel art. That was that was me. Almost, sorry, just 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 saying sorry for that. Not so good. Uh, pixel art is almost timeless, and I think the fact that you still get all these amazing pixel art games mm. to this day is is a testament to that. So that's why, uh, yeah, yeah, SNES games are always going to look amazing in that sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into the. The news this week uh, and news that I know Mike is very, very excited about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Sony has bought Evo. So, Evo, for those that don't know, the Evolution champion series is the biggest and best fighting game event of the year. Uh, and just to give you a quick context of, like, especially Swinny and I, last year's Evo pre COVID, I'd actually already scheduled leave from work so that I could just stay at home and watch evo <laughs> just you know wow. watch it live okay. as it's happening and then obviously with the whole COVID thing and, and then as we'll uh maybe touch on swinny uh all the events of last year and what's probably precipitated the fact that they've sold the tournament um so probably the key things to know are you know each year evo will announce what are the main stage games so there's usually about nine games and that that in itself is a bit of an event because it's a very small editorial board that would select the games uh, and then, you know, very famously and somewhat infamously, uh, Smash Brothers has come in and out of contention for being at EVO. The tournament did start as a Street Fighter tournament, so I don't think there's been a single year where Street Fighter hasn't been uh, one of the headliners, and that's usually whatever the the latest mainline Street Fighter game is. Uh, but other games like Tekken have actually really uh, come to the fore in, in um, EVO. And then also a lot of more technical fighters have actually gained a lot of popularity at, at, at evo and then also just the fact that because evo is the biggest tournament of the year it is a huge opportunity for marketing uh for the fighting games that do participate especially ones that are a bit more niche so Swiny, did you want to cover the events of last year and sort of what probably precipitated the sell the selling of the brand to sony
2: yeah so i'm not look I'm not going to say I know all the information, um, especially off the top of my head, but basically with with everything, the pandemic last year forced the physical uh, version of EVO, which is held in generally Las Vegas uh, every year, to you know to not happen, as you'd expect, like all gaming events. But then on top of that, so what they had done, sorry, was then announced uh, EVO Online and had chosen a selection of games that had uh, pretty well-known uh were pretty well regarded for their netcode mm. and it essentially set up, um, you know, they're working on an online tournament structure and then a whole wave of allegations hit um, the whole gaming uh, industry and outside gaming as well. It was like a big, it's like a second wave of Me Too. I forget what it was called. There was another hashtag movement at the time. But it, um and one of the big people that was um embroiled in those allegations was... The, one of the co-founders and then CEO of Evo, uh, Joey um, Kula, I can never pronounce that, but yeah. Mr, Mr. Mr. Wizard, Wizard is what everyone called him, as. yeah. And we're not going to get into those allegations, and honestly, I've kind of blocked them from my mind, but they were mm. not good in any way. And essentially, um, what we started to see when those allocations hit, um, some of the big names started pulling out of the Evo online event, and then they just canceled the whole thing. And at that point, people had no idea what Evo... What was going to happen, Evo? And it seems like they've essentially the you know the this is almost like a reset, and they're they're basically it's almost like it's being restructured, something completely different because we've got Sony joining forces with this this esports organization known as RTS mm. to essentially make this purchase and real time sports guess, yeah, and build it up. I can't remember the exact name of it, uh, what RTS means, but it's I one one thing I'm just, I'm super excited that Evo is continuing, but obviously there's a lot of questions.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and, and what happened was, um, and you know, as I think you said it really, really well, Sweeney, you know, obviously the allegations, uh, Mr. Wizard did leave the organization that he started And he was really the face and person behind Evo uh, as it was known back then. And as it's always been known up to this point, really, you know, when games got booted out, everyone blamed Mr. Wizard or if games came in, they thanked him. Um, And, you know, they, he did leave the company, but I do think Evo had a bit of a, you know, a sort of a mark on its name. So to me it makes perfect sense that they've kind of come out publicly and said, Hey, like this has been sold. Because I think it gives them an opportunity to reset and still re- retain, you know, themselves as being the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. Um, the, the interesting thing is, you know, Sony's always really supported the fighting game community, the FGC and FGC games as well. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize that games like um, Street Fighter are actually only on, like Street Fighter Five is only on PS4 and therefore PS5 as well. It's not even available on Xbox. So the one thing that's interesting to me is because Smash Brothers was huge at Evo when it was um, available in 2019 and it was going to be available as Ultimate in 2020 is will A, Sony allow Smash Brothers to go to Evo and then B, will Nintendo allow for Smash Brothers to go to Evo in the 2021 mm. edition? Now I have a very firm view but do we want to read What's out it? the statement first, Swinney?
2: Yeah, so after the news came out, um, Nintendo released a statement that basically said, Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans at past Evo tournaments and wish the show organizers the best with their new venture. We will continue to assess Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Bros. tournament activity."
0: <laughs> oh, laugh for, Mike?
1: No, nothing. Just I've worked with PR stuff before and this is just... So many words, yet so little.
0: i say I totally disagree. I, Nintendo like, g- generally tries to, like, doesn't even comment about these kind of things. The only this isn't you,
1: even a comment. It's like such a...
0: No, but you've got to understand... A, we're not, the, not really
1: doing anything.
0: But you've got to understand the organization and how they operate, right? Nintendo almost never comments. Like, you go through all mm. things that happen around Nintendo and Nintendo things. They refuse to comment. They just don't put anything out there. When they do, it's always a bad sign. So they did this with. um, There was a college tournament. So basically, there was these folks who wanted to set up a college, like a version of Evo, but for colleges across America. Something about that. And Nintendo sent something out early, saying basically like, you know, we're looking at what our options are and all these kind of things. And then later, they sent a note to the organizers saying, "You cannot use Smash Brothers at your tournaments," and that was the most popular game at the tournaments. Huh. To me I look at this and I go Sony's yeah. running it Sony and and Nintendo have bad blood going back you yeah. know 30 years I think that this to me means like Smash Brothers will not be going to Evo like they won't allow it to go to Evo
1: Yeah but that's that, that's what I'm trying to say it it's they're they're subtly it's it's, it's such a political thing to say as yeah, opposed to just saying we're not doing it
2: by the way, we covered oh, pulling out. we covered that story back on episode 23, yeah, cuz I do remember that actually, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I don't know if I was on the podcast
1: at yeah, the time. Yeah, and all of these like events watched, were yeah.
0: just after we started the sorry, just before we started the podcast, cuz I remember Sweeney and I talking about it, you know, offline obviously, and the podcast hadn't started uh, with all this crazy stuff happening in the Smash community as well. But where do you think this goes? Do you think this is like Smash Brothers is going to be going to Evo Sweeney?
2: Uh not in 2021, that's for certain. <laughs> Because um, not only would Nintendo, like, not only have Nintendo probably not 100% made, you know, their, I guess, their uh, full decision on it yet, but also it's Evo Online for 2021. Um, So it's, they're Ah. not going to choose Smash Brothers anyway this year. Yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons why, if people are looking at those initial batch of games that they've announced for um, the Evo Online event in August, which is Street Fighter Five, Tekken Seven, Mortal Kombat Eleven, and Guilty Gear Strive, well, one of the reasons Smash Bros wouldn't be there is because, yeah, one hundred percent, it's it's not an, a game that you'd run an online tournament for. Yeah, the um, net code's terrible. Yeah, but with this, so I was, you know, I was I was watching some stuff. So uh, Maximilian Dude, you know, very well known in the, the final game community. Um, you know, and he's he has a really interesting take on this, is that this is pretty much up to Nintendo, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very much, he, and I agree with his thoughts exactly, that um, Evo and probably Sony would be more than happy to have Smash Brothers at an Evo event, uh, an in-person actual tournament event. Hmm. Um, But it is the question of if you've got, Smash Brothers being presented, and essentially the people that the tournament organisers report to are Sony executives. This is this Mm. this would be almost against Nintendo's way of working to probably ever allow that. I mean, just when Evo in the past, Nintendo has been so tricky to <laughs> yeah, deal no. with. Or and that was it, when block
0: games from going.
2: Yeah, and that was when Evo was completely independent yep. from many other games and yeah. publishers. I honestly think this is the last we've seen of Smash Brothers. Ever.
0: I think this gives Nintendo the opportunity to pull out and argue that, well, look, like they never say it publicly, but I think the perception, because people are already saying they don't think Smash Brothers will go back to Evo. And I think they'll just take advantage of that. I I honestly think they never wanted it at EVO. I think, you know, they have pulled it from EVO, like either Melee. And, you know, they've had a huge amount of backlash for doing that. And I just think, you know, especially all the events last year that happened, Swinny. So there was, you know, as you said, there were so many uh, allegations and substantiated allegations against like lots of different, you know, gaming spheres, but including FGC and Smash Brothers community. I feel like Nintendo, just given their stance of being, you know, super family friendly, they, they don't want to be associated with anything like that. So I, I feel like they'll take this as an opportunity to also try to pull out Smash Brothers from as many events as possible. Because I, I genuinely don't think they want that that whole scene to happen. Because I think they just look at it as downside risk for their brand. Now, I think from a commercial perspective, it's kind of crazy. Because it certainly, like, helps sell Smash Brothers. Yeah. But... You know, they're always looking at the super long-term Nintendo and looking at their brand and corporate image and things like that. And that that kind of outweighs anything else that they do. Uh-huh. So, I, look, if Smash Brothers does get pulled next year, so in the 2022 edition, imagine when you can have a face-to-face, Swinny. If they don't have Smash Brothers, it kind of... Like, it feels more traditional, but it feels like it's very hard for it to truly be, like, the, the number one event, if that makes sense.
2: Well... Hmm. Do you know what, I think is going to ha- start happen, and I'm actually all for this. Mm. Is that, and as I mentioned, uh, you know, like that Maximilian dude was talking about this as well, is that mm. Evo's flirted with non fighting games before. Now, surely, sure, it's never been <laughs> headliner games, and it was probably quite a while back, but it makes sense that Evo as a brand, like you think the name Evo Evolution mm. Championship Series. Nothing about that from as, like, a logo and as a brand name specifies that it is for the fighting game community only. Sure, sure. Now, obviously, we know that that's what it is, and we know that everyone that's into Evo is there to, you know, there to play or watch fighting games. But to me, it makes sense to start to say, well, let's trial, maybe not right away, maybe in a couple of years, let's start trialing other types of games. Mm-hmm. You know, ones that are very built on you know an esports e- competitive style of like game Rocket
0: playing. League or something.
2: Exactly, that would be an exact kind mm. of thing. Now we know a lot of those events have their own events and they're huge, especially your mobas, your League of Legends and things, and Dota. Like those, those they have their huge esports events already. But this is also a really good opportunity for Sony to start. Also, you know, pushing some of their stuff. And I'm all for it, honestly, because I like the idea of Evo becoming more than it is. Because as much as it's huge and it's, and it's, I love watching, or I generally don't watch the actual event. I usually just catch up on the highlights and stuff. But I like the idea of Evo becoming bigger than it, than it, mm. than it has been in the past. And I think the only way you do that is by getting, by starting to move a little away and experimenting.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, just like going on from there, I think. You know, what I would love to see one day, and it was kind of going to happen with the Olympics last year, and now I'm not sure what the status is, I should check it, but uh, last year, pre-pandemic, what was meant to happen was Street Fighter Five and Rocket League were going to be the lead-up events to the Olympics, and they were going wow. to have people participate from countries. So you had to qualify. You could qualify Rocket League in Australia and then represent Australia at the Olympics. Huh. Well, it's, awesome. it wasn't officially, that. but it was it was with con- in conjunction with the Olympics. But they were very clear. It was like, this is not the Olympics, but it's kind of like in collaboration with the Olympics leading up to the Olympics.
1: So, officially collaborating with yeah, the correct. Olympics. But not being okay, the Olympics. The but it's
0: kind of like, yeah, 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 I, I think there is an opening for someone to to do something like that. I think if you did a really short one-week event and you had, you know, some of the biggest competitive games in the world and then you had people from different countries competing mm. for gold, I don't know. I think that's a cool event, man. I'd be so, all for watching that. Yeah, yeah watch ba- that.
2: basically the e at that point. Oh! <laughs> it would be the e I'm sure <laughs> that joke has been made thousands of times. Maybe, yeah. I
0: don't know because I'm not sure if it's a joke, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. You laughed. No, I liked it. But yeah, um, you know, and Evo, you know, to your point, I think Evo could could do that. Like, I could totally see them going, "Hey, let's do it for a week and, you know, branch it out to something different." I reckon that'd be pretty cool, actually.
2: See, and a lot a lot of people are going to hate this, but I think if I think if he, if this helps Evo to grow, and obviously it's, it's helping it to continue because who knew knew what was going to happen. Um, I'm happy with it, it losing smash brothers if it grows evo in general Mm. but i know a lot for a lot of people that that is not something they would want so i understand
0: i just think it's a shame because when smash brothers was there it's such a cool opportunity to actually you know go yeah hey it's all the best fighting games and the communities at that one event but you kind of lose that but you know that's part of life i guess all right well let's move on to the next story uh, so earlier this week, again, through the PlayStation blog, uh, Sony have announced PSVR 2 controllers and shown off images of what those controllers look like. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're continuing this this strange drip feeding of uh, information about PSVR 2, I think partly because they need to work with developers and a lot of this stuff would have leaked anyway, so maybe they just want to get in front of it. Uh, but the one thing that I did find strange is, like, these controllers look actually production-ready. Like, it looks like, you know, they're very clear it's not the final designs, but they look all but final designs of what the controllers mm. are going to look like. Uh, so, they're orb-shaped. If you've ever looked at what the Oculus Quest 2 controllers look like, it looks a bit like that with orbs around the actual controllers.
1: Yeah. Look they to me, they actually looked like a copy of the Quest controllers to the extent that I wonder what patents they're using, copying, breaching. I have no idea. But yeah. there are a lot more... Uh, so with the Oculus, you've got the ring that kind of goes around the front mm. where the sensors are as well, whereas this thing kind of goes around your hand bit as well. Yeah. It's definitely more orb-shaped as opposed to just a circle around.
0: Yeah, and I think like two parts of it, you know, the orbs themselves are used to detect where your fingers are placed. So it allows you to make gestures with your fingers, similar to the uh-huh. Oculus Quest and the Valve Index. So then you can actually manipulate all of your fingers and it will manipulate them in the game as well, as well as having buttons. So they have trigger buttons, grip buttons, and then they basically have the the sacred symbols of the PlayStation controller, uh, you know, two on one side of the controller and then two on the other. So there's two controllers. So it's split across uh, both. I think it looks really cool. Like, they look very, very slick. Like, they probably look like the best controllers I've seen from VR controllers. Um, And it's interesting, given that they are sending these out to developers, you do get the sense that this could be like a, you know, holiday, Christmas period next year when they release PSVR 2.
2: These things look really, really cool. Like, they look neat. Yeah. They're just, you look at me like, Man, I just want to try that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's to the future. I, when I see, it, you know, uh-huh. I'd be really keen to see what the actual headset itself. Uh, obviously, it's more about the functionality than look because when mm. you're wearing a headset, you can't see it. But still, I just keen to see but what the headset love, looks like. I love the
1: way the PSVR looks. I, I mean, I could, I could actually just reach right here while we're talking. You guys keep going. I'll give me two seconds.
0: Plus, we are a <laughs> podcast, so but um. What what I thought, just on the design, Sweeney, the thing that I thought was strange, because just describing it, if people don't look at it online, they're all black matte, like everything about it is all black matte, and it actually looks more like this was built for the PS4, like the way that the PSVR 2 controllers look. They look like they're designed for the PS4's design language, and then Mike's just showing the PSVR, which was released okay. on the on the PS4, the PSVR looks like it was designed for the PS5. For oh, the PS5,
1: yeah, exactly. It's really it's weird because it's got the very sharp white yeah. and black,
0: like I aesthetic, think with It the was blue. a
2: really cool-looking VR headset, to be mm. honest. I love the look of it. Do you think, and it's probably got nothing to do with it, but do you think that's just because just the way production has been, I know that's more about, like, microchip stuff, but um, do you think it's just like, well, let's just, produce these how we can, and they still look nice, you know, this year. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I just think that, you know, working with designers a lot, I think they just get bored of things so quickly. So I, <laughs> I do wonder, you know. It
1: goes in cycles.
0: You know, with the PSVR, it feels like they, were, they had a certain, like, out language that they were using. They would have had to design the PS5 a long time ago. So they. Mm. it feels like that was a period of time when they did all of that. And then they've mm-hmm. moved on. And I feel like this is the next run through of their design language. But it looks amazing. It looks very slick. But it, so does sorry, that mean we, me?
2: we're going to get like a super slick Astrobot next time rather than the, the like it? Because to me, Astrobot and the PSV are kind of like the, the design wise, they feel very similar. Yeah. Similar usage of colors mm. and stuff. But I'm just expecting, yeah, this, like, dark and black, Shadow yeah, Shadow Astro, Astro want one yeah.
1: or something. Yeah. So, it's going
0: to be like uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Superman in the <laughs> yeah. the new cut. The Astro- black Astro- Superman.
2: Astro Bot Snyder Honestly, cut.
1: Honestly, it just goes in cycles. I don't think it's it's not so much just <laughs> designers as well. I think it's also consumers that, that go in cycles. I remember when the Xbox 360 came out and was white. And there was a contrast to the black PlayStations. Yeah. Everyone went, oh, my God, this looks so cool. It's amazing. And then... Then they released the black versions. Oh my god, this is black! It's so amazing, and it just goes in cycles. I think. I think if there's an if there's a series X that gets released in white as opposed to the series S, I think people will go ape shit over that one as well, just because it's white and it's different.
0: You're just so triggering me you get on cycles. You're triggering me on the naming conventions on Xbox because what the hell are they going to call the next revision of? Of the next, or well, the current gen for Xbox Series X slash uh, S. Because if they call it Xbox Series X Two or Pro, or, I'm going to kill myself. Like that is going to be horrible if they Xbox do something like Series that.
2: 360, <laughs> Xbox Series,
0: Xbox Series One. That's probably what they do. One X.
2: Oh God, imagine that. He oh, <laughs>
0: laughed because you're thinking that could be a possibility. Oh my God, <laughs> you're like that could actually be possible. Um, but yeah, with the PSVR Two, Mike, you you're an owner of. The PSVR one. Are you uh-huh. thinking about picking up the PSVR two when it comes out, or you just wait and see?
1: Uh, look, inevitably, I will. Who am I kidding <laughs> you? Yeah, I said. I'm glad you if said. I said, said that I, I was being honest. You're
0: finally, yeah, I'm honest. Be
1: honest. I have no control when it comes to that stuff. So I still, I'm still too to plug in my <laughs> PSVR just because I've had so many other things to to do. But hey, uh, I, I think I and, think and I'll we'll it cover up. it yeah.
0: in the bargain bin. Yeah. But I was so excited because I was going to buy mm-hmm. this game. So I'm so glad I didn't. That And we'll cover in the bargain bin, but there are 10 games that are free for this month or the coming month for PlayStation, and that includes Astro Bot VR.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: As well as Moss. Go grab well, it well yeah, it.
0: yeah, no, I know. But I'm just calling out Astro Bot because that's a game that I was going to buy just randomly. I'm like, I'm going to buy this because I'm going to be annoyed if I can't get this later. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with PSVR two, you know, obviously now that Astro Bots are part of... Uh, Astro's Playroom is a part of the PS5 just by default. You know, you feel like with a PSVR 2, they'd want to launch it as a bundle, right? Mm. With the next Astro Bot game. That just feels like a no-brainer. Surely. It makes
1: sense, yeah. Surely. They probably will. Yeah. Just a couple of quick things before I move on, yeah. though. Uh, the haptic feedback sounds really cool. I'd be interested to see what how that plays out. Because I know I know one thing... Is people were complaining in games like Call of Duty that it was tiring to use the haptic feedback.
0: Are oh, you talking um, about the adaptive triggers? The,
1: sorry, I'm talking about the. Uh, the I'm talking about the ad, 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 uh, yeah, adaptive. Yeah, most people triggers, will just yes. turn it
0: off. What i um,
1: I mean, I kept it on in whatever games I've played, but you know, I don't. I don't play something like call of duty where i can see how it could get annoying i think if you play competitive every night you'd have to turn it off you'd have to but i competitive vr is probably not going to be a thing for a little while longer so so. no but imagine something like in half-life alex equivalent yeah that'd be sick i think it'd be sick to have that tactile feel that'd be sick Um, and I think the haptic feedback, which is the other thing I was going to talk about as well, I think will will also be interesting because none of the other ones really have that.
0: No, and Oculus it's very noticeable, a... actually. It's very yeah. noticeable. Like, it's weird now, you know, I guess post-64 with Star Fox or Lylat Walls, as it was called in Australia, that came with a rumble pack. And since then, I've always played with controllers that have rumble, and it is actually weird when you play a game with no rumble. Like yeah. you do notice it. Yeah. So when I was playing the quest, it is something that you, you know, it's super immersive. You can't argue. It's super immersive. Most immersive I've ever been in a game playing Half-Life Alyx. But with the, with the haptic feedback, yeah, it's pretty sick. I have to say, actually, and I think I had said this before and probably last thing before we wrap up to the next story, is that if they bundle Half-Life Alyx with the PSVR 2, that is going to be an absolute banger of the century. Like, that is, that is like, you have to get it. That's how you <laughs> sell that
1: a game. Uh, uh, technology. Yeah,
0: that, that is, that is, that would be unbelievable. Like, I know that Mike's on the same page as me, but people have to play that game. They just have to claw and figure out a way to borrow, yeah. beg, steal, whatever, and play that game. It's so cool. You go check out a
2: special feature a few episodes ago as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, let's move on to the next story. Uh, So, midway through this week, we had, or actually Friday, our time, we had the Square Enix Presents Spring 2021. Uh, So, I think everyone being very much inspired by Nintendo, they're all hosting their own presentations, directs, all these type of things. Uh, So, there were a few new announcements, and we've just uh, covered some of our highlights uh, from the event. So, Swinny, do you want to cover the game that we knew as Project Athia has been announced, what it's called?
2: Yes. So... uh... To, I guess as the closing uh, big hitter of mm. the presentation. One last they, thing. They basically go, okay, up big update on Project Athia or Athia or whatever.
0: Um, I think it's Athia, but it doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't yeah, exist anymore.
2: Exactly. So <laughs> that was announced back in June last year, um, and it's a PS5 PC title uh, being developed by Luminous Productions, who are the internal studio that were that worked on Final Fantasy Fifteen. So it's basically built on the bones of that team, which was called Business Division 2. And they start off, they, they were interviewing uh, the actress who plays the main character named Frey Holland, and she's a British actress named, I think, Ella Belinska. And she's talking about the game, they're showing some cinematics, and then they just show some straight-up gameplay that actually yeah. looks, looks pretty neat. But Look, um, wicked. So they basically seem to have a really big focus on environmental traversal, so moving around the environment really quickly. It's very much, it seems to be, I guess, like a what they call a portal fantasy or an isekai, that whole, hey, it's a regular person taken take and put, it in, put in a strange world and mm. suddenly they find they've got new abilities. So it looks like a cool take on that. Um, so the game is due uh, next year, 2022, and has been renamed as Forspoken, which I actually think is a pretty cool name. Mm. It's a cool it's name. A name.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. names, I think the, the key with names, if you don't go, that's a terrible name. It's actually a good name. Yeah. Because you just grow into it. If it's a good game, everyone goes, oh, full spoken. What a great game, blah, blah, blah. So, so Mike, I'm... it sounded like you liked the way it looked.
1: Oh, but... yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, I saw, I saw some previews before and now actual gameplay and stuff. Yeah, it look, it look good. Definitely picking this one up.
0: Um, yeah, like, so for so... me, like, I'll just throw you in a second, Swinny, but I just was like, this just to me looks so generic. It just looks like... Mm-hmm. Every other game I've seen recently, I, it just did not intrigue me one little bit.
1: But it looked really polished.
0: I actually really the games I've seen recently. I really, I don't want to get too PC about it, but I love that like they had like a woman of color as the main character. It's, you know, I, I really like that element of it. and I, I kind of like the setting and everything, but just the game itself to me just looked like meh. Like I, I would have to see the game and maybe play it to get yeah, a we'll sense of what, it. But I, I about,
2: just like the look of it.
0: How about, about you, Swinny?
2: So this game looks good, mm-hmm. but. I probably won't want to play it because it's made by the Final Fantasy 15 team. And the thing Wait, with Final it's Fantasy is something. Well, wow. hey, oh, no, we have
0: to we have to put your bias on the table. So this is a PS5, PC only game. Oh,
2: that's got nothing to do with. with so it's what not an I'm Xbox saying. game. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with what I'm saying. Um, so <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 looked great, and but the stuff that I loved about Final Fantasy 15 was the parts that were more like Final Fantasy. So if you assuming we don't know that much about the way this game plays and its its mechanics or anything likely that's not going to it's not going to be like Final Fantasy 15 with those elements but mm-hmm. it's going to have probably the parts of Final Fantasy 15 I didn't like that's that's what i'm expecting so this to me if it's the same team and they kind of if they do it in a similar style it's going to be super flashy look great but probably just not be a game i actually enjoy so i'm i'm very I, i'm kind of very kind of down on that but i'd love to see more no, um i'd love for it, yeah. i'd love to be proven wrong it's wait and see um and we don't even know if it's technically an rpg or not um <laughs> i mean final <laughs> fantasy 15 a lot of ways wasn't so it's probably if it's oh. essentially just an action oh, in a lot of ways particularly in gameplay in in combat and stuff so we will see. Me to me, it's a wait and see. It's a wait and see. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I agree. one eh, one wait and see, one it, yes. It didn't,
1: it, me, it didn't grab me. It didn't grab me.
0: But the next game, so the other one that we wanted to highlight out of the three that we want to highlight is Life is Strange.
1: Which, by the way, speaking true of cool names. i <laughs> like, I'm trying to
0: actually I'm say sorry. the bloody name. So the life, name is let, so let me cool, Let me say it. I love it. the name. Jesus. Okay. Uh, life is Strange to True Colors. So, That's we've had- Life is Strange 1 and 2. And this isn't a sequel to Life is Strange 2. It's a, it's a new set of characters. Uh, I guess you'd say it's obviously still in the mainline series. It's just not a continuation. So Life is Strange True Colors, good name. I like it.
1: Really cool name. I just think the Life is Strange name is really cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. like, so I, have anyone... Has anyone actually played through any of the Life is Strange mm. games? So Swinny, I think
1: yeah.
2: you have. So I've only played through... The about the first I think I think the first Same. three episodes of the first series. Now, mm-hmm. one to clarify as well, um, I think there is a returning character from Life is Strange before the storm, which was also because no, these there games, is,
0: there definitely is, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So this game is being developed by Deck Nine games, who worked on before the storm, whereas the other Life is Strange games were developed by Don't Nod. So, I guess
0: all I'm saying is like it's not like a continuation of Life is Strange one and two. No, no.
2: But Okay. Yeah, so basically it's I'm the second part of this announcement is what I'm actually kind of really keen for because I am looking for a chance to replay through the the earlier Life is Strange series. So they've also Same. announced um a Life is Strange remastered collection, which includes mm. Life is Strange so first series and Before the Storm. It's interesting that didn't include Life is Strange too, but Oh, whatever! It is oh,
0: I did. I you know Swinney. what? I've learned something then, Sweeney. I thought, kind of naively, I heard the announcement that you know they've got this remaster collection is going to be Life is Strange one and two. But wait, you're saying it's Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm? Correct. Oh, yeah. that's so annoying. I didn't yeah. know. That. Is that
1: because Life is Strange two is already you know current gen, so to speak? I'm
2: not sure. I'm not sure the exact reason,
1: but basically, that's, this- that's
0: like the Borderlands. Was it the Borderlands collection, the Handsome collection, or whatever? Where it was yeah, like it Borderlands did... and then the prequel, and it didn't have Borderlands 2 or something. Uh... Ugh, so annoying.
2: No, the Handsome Collection was Borderlands 2 and the prequel. Yeah. I'm trying to Yeah, remember. but not was... one. That's
1: right. Yeah. It didn't have Borderlands yeah, 2. it yeah, was yeah. A one. That's, That's right, what I thought yeah. was weird. Then... But then there was the edition that also had one yeah
2: which was the
1: oh so-, so i didn't
0: know that thanks for telling me that because right. i was so, looking to pick yeah. that up but now i'm like debating if i would
2: yeah so just i uh, just want to kind of just clarify the other mm. details so life is strange true colors is coming out essentially on all platforms not including switch but if you look at the graphics of this they have really stepped it up the mm. older life is strange games were had a very good visual style but they weren't they weren't you know anything to uh, scream home about from a technical standpoint similar to Don't Know It's Tell Me Why it's like okay that what they do is cool but it's not like the most graphically intensive game whereas this game actually looks pretty full on and they're doing a lot more with the mocap mocap animation mm. and they're actually also as part of the remastered collection they're also also redoing a bunch of animations and I've heard that some of that might be mocapped as well so nice. that's actually really really neat um and unlike the previous life is strange games um this isn't episodic. It's all the episodes are being released at once, but it's still broken up in like in the chapter format, which is cool from a narrative standpoint. But mm. you don't have to wait for them because uh, I think they I don't know exactly which series it was, but I know there were times when there was quite a bit of wait between the episodes and that mm. frustrated people. But Don't Nod were, you know, they, they weren't a big developer at the time. So I understand why, you know, they probably weren't able to rush that stuff out. But I think people, these days I'm probably glad they didn't because they're very fondly remembered
3: now.
0: But it's, you know, the whole episodic thing is so interesting because Valve are the ones who started the whole episodic content in in, in the mainstream with mm. Half Life Two episode one. And I genuinely feel like it has not worked in general across the industry, whenever it's been employed. Like there are great mm. games that have been episodic and that's history's definitely shown that. But I feel like it's just the amount of frustration people get and I still question whether you get as much money, like commercially, if it's actually a smart idea anyway. Because I feel like you just have a falling off of people who will buy the next episode. Whereas, you know, if you're buying a game complete, a lot of people will never even boot up the game. But you've got that sale. So, yeah, Mm. I I feel like, you know, if anything, TV is moving away from episodic content in such a way that comes out over a lengthy period of time. It's like, here's a new series. All the episodes are up at once. That's become yeah, a I'm the common, same. So.
1: I, I, I think it goes back for me personally. It goes back to the whole playing DLC for games like Dark Souls. Mm. It comes out so much later that I struggle to go back to the yeah. game because I would either have to go through the whole game again or at least halfway through the game to be able to get to the DLC parts, and I just give up. So I think it's kind of the same as this. I would, I've, I actually waited till till all of the episodes were released, and then I was going to play, and then I started playing it before whatever other reason I stopped. So I'm looking forward to much like you guys, just to actually play it again, probably from the start.
2: So the with uh, Life is Strange True Colours, if you get the ultimate edition, um, then you also get the Remaster collection included as part of nice. that package. And True Colours is coming out on the 10th of December, uh, sorry, 10th of September, September. this year.
0: Yeah, and, and they did confirm that the remaster will come out at a later date this year. So you'd probably think one or two months after that. And Four is coming out in 2022 at this stage. And then the final game uh, that we wanted to mention was Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy, which is a bit of a mouthful. So celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Tomb Raider series, which is pretty cool. Uh, One thing that I got really sad about, I guess, is that it's a digital-only bundle at this stage and there's been no announcements Mm. of a physical version of this. So it's the Tomb Raider trilogy with all the DLC. And this is the, I guess, is this the third iteration of Tomb Raider? You'd probably say, Swinney.
2: Yeah, so this is basically the, you know, you had the original games, you had the Legend Trilogy, and then you had the, you know, I guess they're calling it Survivor Trilogy, which is a very mm. apt name. Um, with this as well, obviously Square Enix is going to make a big, big deal of this regardless because they're releasing a new, I guess, bundle. But so many games these days are just like you go on the Xbox or PlayStation Store and it's like, okay, a bundle of these two games, a bundle of these two games digitally. And it's just yeah. like there, it's just that. It just feels weird that this is, this is. There's nothing really special about this other than the fact that it includes all the DLCs. That's mm. the only thing that I think is the call out.
0: Well, but I'm that's so, yeah. Go on, sorry, Mike. No, I was just
2: gonna say with the DLCs, I'm so confused
1: as to what I own because I know I <laughs> own some of these games already, <laughs> yeah. but then when I go there because of the way the DLCs have been split up and the way you have ultimate editions and this and that, I've lost track of what I actually even have access to now. It's so confusing, and this these games have. For example, at the moment, they're actually. I mean, I don't know if they will be when, dear listeners, you're listening to this podcast, but at the very moment when we're recording this on Sunday the 21st, they're on special on Xbox. Oh, yeah. All and these games go on special just, all the time. There's so many DLCs, though. It's just outfit this, outfit that, a bit of this, a bit of that. They're not even like, you know, major proper DLC things. We're talking about there, a whole bunch of really small. There
2: are proper DLCs. For there
1: the are promise. proper DLCs, of course, too. But if you go there to look at the Xbox specials, there's there's pages worth of outfits and stuff like that for this game, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying anything against that. It just makes it really confusing when I go, do just, I have that piece of content or not?
2: The reason why I feel this is weird is because the all three of these games are on uh, were on that generation because this is essentially, mm. so it just feels like just a packaging, just a new skew of that. It doesn't feel like there's anything, there's nothing else special to it. So it's just weird. That's that's
0: why I got really confused by it, Swinny, because, you know, in a game that, you know, definitely was inspired by Tomb Raider, uh, the Uncharted series, you have the Nathan Drake collection. So the Uncharted games all on, you know, one format you can buy physically, which to me, it's like, oh, that's a cool way to package them all, all up, you know, get a new generation of people playing those games. So, I was actually looking at it, going, okay, if they have a whole like, you know, PS5 version of Tomb Raider: Definitive Survivor Trilogy, or even PS4, oh, that's something to keep my eye on, and I might pick up. But just having it as a bundle, it feels like we're getting an announcement for just a, a package that honestly would. How long does it take? Like a day yeah, to package is, yeah. it up? Like seriously?
1: And they're they're always on special by themselves. That you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what the cost of this. They will are be. always on special. <laughs> But yeah. this might be a full price kind of game, whereas you can get all of them on special for eight bucks with all the DLCs mm. and stuff stumps sometimes. So
2: the reason I actually wanted to include it was to just to talk about that. Like it's just a weird thing. I understand really they good, yeah. they're going to promote it, but also just. This twenty fifth anniversary, so they also announced a, a cookbook, which is actually yeah. a neat little thing. Because in is a, it a physical
1: thing though, or is it a, a, a PDF? That's, I would have I want to, to a be a now. Thing. We, So they're making no, a don't physical assume, cookbook, don't assume, don't yeah, don't, assume. yeah, because
2: they don't have a physical copy of this game, but they have a physical cookbook. Can you? All right, if you let me finish talking about the actual stuff. Yeah. So, tell the, us about the cookbook. the cookbook. Like in the newer games, that's actually you know like campfires are the big thing where you go there and you obviously level up, but also you know it kind of makes sense there. Um, but then there's also a whole bunch of other crossovers with other titles that honestly i just don 't care enough to talk about but the the whole part of the anniversary so they said that they've got more stuff to talk about um i just I just want them to just do just do a remaster of legend trilogy like come on like that is one mm. to me that would be awesome. It's, there's obviously more, there's a lot of work involved in that. So I don't know if it makes business sense, but it makes, it makes, like it makes, makes Sweeney sense. It makes <laughs> Sweeney sense.
0: My sense of it, it's not going to happen. for the Sweeney foundation. Just the way they talk about it as well. It feels like they don't, they're ignoring that, that, that second generation of those games.
2: But I mean, it's the same developers for as now. the newer ones. It's I know, not like it's a completely separate. Group, I know. So.
0: Yeah. So be careful with Tomb Raider because it's, it's very weird <laughs> at the moment. I was just checking it on the PlayStation store you can buy the, two, so Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition for 85 Australian dollars, or you could buy Tomb Raider Definitive Survivor Trilogy for 70 Australian dollars.
1: Wow. Okay. Well. That's, that's pretty great.
0: And that includes all of the, that one game plus two extra plus games. Plus the other two.
1: That's, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's a whole different story now, that can I think just say we, quickly, can, though, yeah, we can get into. No, no, no but can the the I just say quickly that
0: they are saying it's 60% off the, the $70 game. Tomb Raider, Uh-oh. so they're they're stating it as oh. it's sixty percent off, buying it for seventy dollars. Uh, so so are they okay. trying to say that it's going to go up to like one hundred and forty dollars after the sale? Maybe one hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, that would sale? be
2: ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it That's seems ridiculous.
0: like they are based on what they're saying here. Huh.
2: Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm over talking about this
0: digital bundle. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to our next story, another cheery story. Uh, so Disco Elysium, the Final Cut. So a game that we have spoken about and sort of actually said that. You know, a few of us might pick up, given that they're voicing the characters and doing a whole host of work, has been refused classification in Australia. Uh, so you cannot buy the physical version in Australia, in Australian stores. It is not even rated. It is effectively... Yes,
1: sorry children. ...being it's refused children
0: classification. Like uh So weirdly enough, just for the context in Australia, because Australia does have a lot of issues in the past with this, Left for Dead 2 is a famous example... Stick of Truth, and I experienced this actually just bizarrely. I was playing Stick of Truth, and then the whole scene just stopped and had like a really sad koala. To be
1: fair, though, that was actually funnier. That was very funny what they did. (laughs) That's very funny what
0: they did. Um, But you know, a weird quirk in Australia is that games sold on Steam don't need to be classified in Australia if they're not physical. So you can actually get the final cut on Steam in Australia legitimately. That's fine. How is
2: that a thing? How
0: I don't know. I don't yeah, know what think. How do the they get away with that? And is that? I just but know no, that. Is, it is works? that legit?
1: I don't know. Is it does it though? Because yeah. I couldn't get I couldn't get a Hotline Miami 2 on Steam. It doesn't exist uh, in the library. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. I played number one. I could not get number two. Even today. Even today. I'll open up Steam right now and I'll look for it. I'm pretty sure you can't so I it can't get it. So I might
0: be wrong. That's what I'm that's what I understood. Store, work. Hotline um
1: Hotline Miami. There you go. Oh, yeah, nope. and and no, probably not doesn't exist.
0: Probably just for like our international listeners. So with Australia as well, um, any time that there's drug use in a positive fashion in a game, so you know you inject adrenaline even to have some positive impact. Like they, they don't even allow you to close. That's not even a rating. Like they just say it's refused classification, so they will not rate it because they, it's so it can't be a ra- R rating or well. It, to be fair, it's consistent to their rules. It just doesn't make sense. No, it me. doesn't
1: make sense because if, if, if you have... if you So, so to explain to people that are, are overseas, from my understanding, if you have morphine, for example, and yeah. it's referred to as morphine in yeah, the yeah, game, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that morphine gives you some sort of benefit, banned. Yeah. It, they just refuse classification, can't have it. But if it's exactly the same thing, but you call it Morpheus Fiend... Or something <laughs> sure. that's not actually that morphine. Yeah, I don't okay, know. Maybe yeah, yeah. that one wouldn't Jujoo fly. Juju juice. So, juju juice. Juju juice. For example, literally, that's the you, you went through the game code and you just go find and replace morphine with juju juice, perfectly fine. Well, that's no what happened with
2: Fallout Three.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I see that's that's the ridiculous part because what is it? Is it? Is it? Are they? Are they afraid that people are going to play? By the way, people As in. We still have an R eighteen rating, right? So it's still adults. But it's that not a part. It's not
0: a part of that rating scheme to show that. You know, a what, even what I'm right?
1: trying to get to is we have a rating system that already classifies age groups, and I think that's quite important because you know it, there's, no, there's no denying that a seven year old won't make the same kind of decisions as an 18 year old. So what I think is really crazy that as an 18 year old, you are not allowed to experience these things because for whatever reason, we think that maybe you'll be, I don't know. Driven to start using morphine. It's ridiculous when you have alcohol ads on TV nonstop, when tobacco is freely available to you to purchase when you're 18. It's just, it it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever Mm. that they do stuff like that.
0: No, I don't disagree. Yeah. So So I just checked it. It, it, Disco Elysium, because Disco Elysium, if it got rated in Australia, it would have been banned already. But the fact that they're trying to release it on consoles and have physical versions of it, mm. it therefore is rated. Does that make sense? So I yeah, think it makes sense. I think the final cut version may not be able to go on sale on Steam as well. Actually, I don't Australia. think it will. Yeah. But here's my so, But it's bizarre story. because Disco Elysium would be banned in Australia, but you can currently buy it on Steam. Yeah, because they haven't have added have anything. They haven't <laughs> added anything into the game that wouldn't have already been banned.
1: Correct. Yeah, mm. but what what I think what I think I'm, I'm I'm a little confused about what will happen is is this going to be a completely separate? Sku or is yes. this going to be an upgrade? No, it's Because going to be a I heard, skew. I heard that, skew. but you do you can get the free upgrade from what I heard. Oh so really? Oh. I heard you can. So I will look that up right now. While well, while well, I think, Swinny, you were going to say something. No, it does say
0: that. It does say free oh, upgrade. Pretty sure you can get a free upgrade. Does so I wonder mean how you're getting, that works. Or, or, taken off sale. Well, I assume.
1: <laughs> well, no, I just assume you don't get that free upgrade. Damn.
2: So yeah, I, I don't know how they'll they'll so, deal with. Especially this. as a small developer, they're so, yeah. not going to be able to spend. The time to like no. do separate upgrade mm-hmm. functionality just for the Australian people, you know. Yeah. Like, so I think that at this point, like, we need to be prepared for just disc- at least to be removed of sale. Yeah, for
1: Australian wow. I wouldn't be well. surprised if it's actually going to be completely um, removed. So, but then again, you know, Hotline Miami 1 didn't get removed when Hotline Miami 2 got refused classification. Yeah, but the, there's a big you difference. Can kind of see the pa- it's different, but it's you can see game. the parallels where how they could have easily gone, uh, the, you know if you it's anyway no, it's, so such, the, it's such a Mike, huge topic Mike, I think let me, we need dedicate let me just, a whole
2: let me clarify that one the reason was because uh, Hotline Miami 2 included a depiction of rape in it yes, that was the yes, specific reason that, that, that yeah. from my understanding Hotline Miami 1 didn't so what I was actually going to mention before is that there are situations that I'm all for games not being rated whether it's Australia or not right there's games like Hatred is a pure example I had to look up the name. I'm like, what is that mm, bloody name? I can't remember. Which that was a mass murderer yeah. game that was just really grim and dark. And to me, there's just no place for games of that with that tone and stuff, in my opinion. But when you're talking games like I I'm, to clarify, I'm not <laughs> I'm not for this decision whatsoever. Mm. Or many of the decisions that the Classification Board in Australia has made in the past, especially Left for Dead 2 being the most ridiculous one. Yeah, that was super um, ridiculous. But one thing is I'm I'm just glad we don't live in Germany because they've got a way worse <laughs> no, than they're us. way worse yeah way worse They've
1: than gone us. they've gone they've gone bonkers in the sense that because of what's happened in the past obviously Yeah the pendulum has swung so far the other way that they've They've banned so many of those things.
0: But it's I kind of understand, like, they've got a history there, obviously. and mm. Yeah, they've got games. a
1: history, but what? I know, they are worried about repeating history or something? No, 100% exactly? they are. They trying to, are 100% they are. To solve just, it just, literally,
0: yeah. just
2: jump, like, whenever you get a chance, jump on. There's a Wikipedia article, list of banned video games, and you go to the Germany section. Oh, my little pony. And <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, there's yeah. so many games. Now, I don't know if they're all... Also, Wikipedia may include Matt, outdated information, but y- it's still... Not- Here's
1: the crazy part, right? So, I lived in Germany when I was a kid and I remember going into an adult shop with my uncle Mm. when I was like seven and they didn't give a shit. Like, and the hardcore pornography that they have in Germany, you know, they're known. Like, when you go, oh, when you talk about- Remember on
0: the podcast. I know,
1: I know. I'm not going to go into the details, but, <laughs> you know, there's there's a thing on the internet that's like, wow, it's like it's German porn. Yeah, Which yeah, is, yeah, you yeah. know, considered like <laughs> the right. extreme of
2: it. I think it's not. I so, think that's a word. It's that, so I think that, weird that they have that inconsistency, though. I think that porn is worthwhile because it does feel like-, like so like Japan's the same. It's like, well, oh, you censor this, but you don't censor this yeah, other crazy stuff. Yeah, it's really inconsistent. I like I, I, they're what they we,
0: we're going down this insane rabbit hole at the moment. But just to well, add that's, to that's it and go further down. That's but, okay, so for me, I was talking to my wife about this last night. I'm like, how insane is it that you can like bash a woman and blow her head off? Yeah, and like pay her for sex in a game and yep. kill her and get the money yep. back? Yep. And, you know, if you inject morphine to give you an advantage. And by the way, like, just so everyone's clear, Disco Elysium, I haven't played the game, but just hearing people talk about it, it handles these themes in a way of saying it's not a positive thing. It's not actually glorifying it. So, like, just to be clear, it's not actually putting it in a positive light anyway um, that that's then banned. So, to me, I get what you're saying, Mike, but I don't feel it. I, I don't feel like. You know, sex and all these kind of things. The way that we treat it in the more Christian Judea, like you know, England, Australia, Australia, those kind of places, US. The way we handle sex and violence to me is the opposite way around. Like we're way too liberal on oh, blow someone's head off. That's fine. And then anything intimate is like, oh no, this has got to be banned. But that, and, like, that's exactly yeah, what I mean. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. So
1: it's it's our values are so weird. In it's that warped. Sense. It's
0: very warped. It's completely yeah. warped.
1: Yeah. I mean, and if ultimately all you're trying to achieve is the betterment of society and ensuring that people don't, I don't know, get influenced by these things, well, look elsewhere, elsewhere as well, if you want, because yeah. there's way worse things that are actually happening that could influence people in a negative voice. And, so.
0: and, and look, I think the last thing that I'll just say on this one is that. The thing is they do all this stuff and then all you have to do is like what I have, I have a eShop account for the U S Yep. just jump on the eShop for the U S and then i buy f- the final cut for Disco you go. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no difference. So it's all very, very silly and unfortunate really. All right. Well, let's move on to the next story, which is uh, a little Swinny fest. So AC Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla had an update in DLC news this week, Swinny.
2: Yeah, so it's gotten one of its biggest updates, um, including the long-awaited ability to transmogrify the gear <laughs> of your character, which is something that they had available in Odyssey, um, and they took a little bit longer to get it out for this one, but for people who are complaining, I mean, come on, like, just think, we're in the pandemic, like, stuff is going to take longer. Than it has in the past. It just will hmm. be. Um, so, version 1.2.0 adds a whole bunch of stuff, including that uh, transmogrification, as I said. So, you do that by visiting Gunnar in Ravensforth, your home settlement. and But this time, unlike Odyssey, it costs 50 silver in game. Is that a lot? How it's, much is that? It's not game? a lot in game, but the problem is that um, by that point, you've looted nearly everything. So, finding it is a little trickier um like it just to me it's weird it i and people have theorized why they've done this it's because you can purchase silver from the microtransaction uh, the Ubisoft special, the Ubisoft yeah, special. Yeah. so there's they that could definitely be it um i don't know it's look you'll probably have a bunch of silver but if you want to if you want to go ahead and do like a whole bunch of armor sets then you're probably going to run out pretty quickly so when you modify those items that's... they're marked as a star in your inventory so at See, least you
1: that can actually that. pisses me off to be honest because it's it's such a it's such a thing that you know people have been wanting and it's a single freaking player game that linking into something that may what by, by the sounds of it have something to do with having to purchase that with real life money that's just lame come on at what stage do you go just freaking just make it normal every day <laughs> in game currency as opposed to some some bullshit that requires you to pay real world money for potentially Mm. that really pisses me off when they
2: do stuff like that so also in this update you get a bunch of there's a new skills available so one feel asleep which is an aoe attack um there's two loot based ones where one is raven's loot (laughs) and this does not make sense at all but i don't care it's great. The chance to loot automatically from people you kill with your bow and arrow from at a range, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> just like such a stupid hmm. concept, but you just have to go. It's animus. It's animus. It's it's the animus. But it's a game. It's a video a- game, right? Yeah, exactly. But the whole thing's in a virtual world. Uh, but also, all your like, there's so much okay. of this stuff in this game. is ridiculous, anyway. Um, and also, uh, there's an uh, ability that allows you it gives you a high chance of looting food items from enemies as well. Is that important in the game? Having not played it enough to, uh, I mean, it does. If you're in the middle of battle, it means you can get rations back ah, quickly. Okay. So, right, gotcha, which is cool. you so need it's... to heal yourself. So that's pretty quality cool. of life thing to heal yourself. Yeah. Um, also, a new camera option which brings you closer to the character. So I wonder if it's close to like something like You God of War, but then it zooms out during combat. I don't. Mm-hmm. That does not sound appealing to me whatsoever. But at least there's more options, um, and lots and lots of bug fixes. And one of my favourite patch notes was that <laughs> there are now more cats throughout England.
1: That's um, awesome. They're also adding in <laughs> a new... Uh, my 70-year-old niece will love this game now.
2: They're also adding in a new Easter uh, Ostara Festival, which is running, uh, What well, should be available now. I haven't checked it myself uh, until the 8th of April which is things like egg hunts, apparently fight spirits. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, and Avor can become the May Queen. So I don't know. I'm assuming both nice. male and female Eivor can. So that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and they also <laughs> announced the release date of the first DLC expansion, which is set in Ireland, called Wrath of the Druids, which is the mm-hmm. 28th of April. So I'm super looking forward to that. I might give it a little bit just to see if there's any bugs. Um <laughs>
0: And bugs Assassin's Creed no way. Yeah, no. Exactly. Well and no, he's
2: only worried he's not worried about bugs,
1: bugs. He's worried about bugs that might may screw up an achievement for him. Uh,
0: but I'm worried about bugs
2: that might screw up <laughs> yep. your game. Mike, that's that's a worry sure. for everyone That's a worry yeah,
1: because for everyone. ultimately it's going to screw up your achievements.
2: Mike, Mike, (laughs) this is Assassin's Creed. I don't like... I play these games because I also
1: like these games. I
2: know. I'm just Um, giving you the shit. Would you say Odyssey is the best one in the series? (laughs) So there's also... It's not available yet, but apparently they're soon adding a new mode called Mastery Challenge, which... Apparently, and I haven't tried this yet, so they added uh, something called River Raids a little while back and apparently seems to be a similar version of that but more combat-orientated. So, yeah, some neat, neat updates. It's a shame about the uh, transmogrification. By the way, sorry, I completely forgot to mention what transmogrification was. That is big oversight. <laughs> so basically, for anyone that doesn't know, um, it's it's something you know very popular like your Diablos where you can basically change the way your gear looks while retaining the stats of the gear.
1: Um, I think it came from Diablo that term. Very yeah, very possible. From Diablo three. So, yeah, yeah. That's what so you that can is. keep. So you can you have like the most powerful gear in the game, but you could look like it's your lion cloth. You know, simple things start off with a hundred yeah. percent.
2: That's that's all it is. Just a loin cloth.
0: Are those? I'm assuming cloth he, I did.
1: Actually <laughs> say that I did say lion cloth. I meant loin cloth. <laughs> cloth for your loins.
0: Yes, okay. Not
1: for your lions or a cloth made out of a lion.
0: Uh, that, what that's, would a lion's you know, loincloth support? Be called?
1: Animal cruelty here. That's
2: uh that's the update for
1: Assassin's Creed. Could you imagine a lion wearing a loincloth? <laughs> yes, a loin. I could. it's a it pretty loincloth lion.
0: Alright, let's go to my favorite segment of the week. So, the bargain bin for the week commencing 21st of March 2021. This has been a, actually a huge week for bargain bin, so we'll get through it pretty quick. Epic Games Store, as we always start, the fall is currently free until the 26th of March. For the Switch, uh, all mainland uh, mainline Final Fantasy games are 50% off until the 24th of March, which is just a couple of days, including World of Final Fantasy Maxima. Axiom Verge is 50% off thirteen fifty. Star Ocean First Departure R is 50% off $16, and Cloudpunk is 40% off twenty two fifty until around the 24th, 25th of March. Nice. this big one was uh, both with Xbox and PlayStation, I'll cover the PlayStation and hand over to Swinney for Xbox, with PlayStation as part of the Play at Home initiative in 2021, similar to what Sony did last year. There's 10 games that they're offering for free. So this is just for free. You don't have to have PlayStation Plus or anything like that. So starting from the 25th of March for about a month, you can get Abzu, Astro Bot Rescue Mission VR, which is awesome, Enter the Gungeon, Moss, Paper Beast, Res Infinite, Subnautica, The Witness, and Thumper, which like pretty incredible. Uh, And then also from the 19th of April, they're giving away Horizons Zero Dawn for free, so that's so cool. Unreal value. Well, I mean, awesome value. Yeah. It's like it's absolutely free. On <laughs> so, top
1: of the free games they gave you when you. So if you were lucky enough to get a PS Five, you already mm. got an awesome catalog of really good quality games. If you get on PS that, Plus, if this, you get PS so Plus, cool. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and then we'll hand over to Swiny for Xbox.
2: Yeah. So some big updates this week. So first of all, the big one that uh, Intercopt was waiting for is EA Play games have been added to Game Pass for PC finally. So yeah. a, a, that I don't know how many that adds in, but um, knowing that PC Game Pass is often, you know, slightly lacking compared to the console one, it's good to get a bit of a good in, uh, ingestion of, of games there. Um, and also a whole bunch of, honestly, like big, really cool games being added to Game Pass in general as well. And, um, and just
0: before you move on to that, so, like, just quickly on the EA Play for Game Pass for PC, the big ones for me are Squadrons and Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order that are now playable on PC, which is pretty oh, massive. Yeah. I've
1: tried Squadrons on PC. Very cool.
2: Yeah. So with Game Pass, gen- generally speaking, we only cover, like, the highlights. These aren't, these aren't all the games. There's um, mm. So the big highlights for us, so... Um, Available now, you've got Undertale on console and PC. This is the first time it's been available on Xbox, so they can launched straight into the Game Pass. Nier Automata Become as Gods Edition is available on PC Game Pass. It was already on console. Outriders is available... Uh, sorry, available now. No, it's. I think that's available... Yeah, available April 1st. Sorry, I got that wrong. I'll remove that from the list. So Outriders <laughs> is coming April 1st. Start again. April Start the whole 1st. podcast again. Yeah. It's coming April 1st on console, Outriders.
0: Hey, you know, yeah. Outriders, I was actually keen to play that and then I found out it was only on console and I was so pissed about it.
2: Well, Yeah, yeah. you did say that. So <laughs> Octopath Traveler is coming to console and PC, available Very 25th cool. of Very March. Cool. First time mm-hmm. that's been on Xbox as well. Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, console and PC, available 25th of March. Uh, and Narrataboy, Boy, console and PC, available 30th of March.
0: Nice. Totally unrelated James. to any of those things, but uh, you're reviewing a game for Vooks that you can't talk about, uh, Mike. So that'll be interesting when that comes mm. out. Mm. Mm. All right. No, huge, huge for bargain, bargain Bin this week. It's probably one of the biggest ones we've ever had for the Bargain Bin. Uh, and then let's go into our feature for for the show. So our feature is Donkey Kong Country Returns a Retrospective. So this is continuing on our Donkey Kong Country Retrospective series where we will go through all of the five mainline Donkey Kong Country games. I will have a debate with Swinney at the end of it if we go through Donkey Kong Land, but that's that's not the mainline series. And yeah, so Donkey Kong Country Returns really, uh, you know, first on the Wii uh, back in 2010, really trying to revitalize the series after about 11 years, 12 years of it uh, not being available and no other games. So you know, we're going to go through this game, really get it, get our thoughts, and then just sort of, I think one key thing is really see if it sort of lives up to the Donkey Kong Country name, which I think was pretty esteemed, especially in the SNES era. So, Mike, I, I think the, probably the important thing to call out, you haven't played the Donkey Kong Country trilogy on the SNES at all, if, if that's correct?
1: Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I'm doing the entire review. In monkey talk
0: okay where's that mute button i'm just uh, that,
1: that was no i have not i have not played the the previous titles not properly i mean yeah. i dabbled in them but not properly compared to this one and with this one i grabbed both the wii and the 3ds version and played them both
0: yeah which i think is like it's actually a pretty cool perspective because mm. i think swinny and i given that we played those games when we were kids there's, uh, you can't remove the fact that we just have nostalgia for them. And I, I feel like I pretty much can never judge games that I played as a kid fairly or accurately because it's always from that context of, mm. of playing them when I was a kid, so...
1: I'm the objective third party in all of this.
0: Yeah, and whether how objective you really are is always a debate for me, but... <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I'm going to try to be very objective about
2: this. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: All right, well, uh, is there anything else you wanted to cover off in the intro, Swinny, before we jump into... Like game feel controls so I just was the want, first point.
2: Just wanted to say that, yeah, so this came out both Wii and 3DS, so it's developed yes, by Retro Studios. At the times. Not Rare, because they, and as of the release date in November 2010, they had been owned by Microsoft for quite some time. Mm. So mm. Retro Studios, most well-known for the Metroid Prime series, took over the reins from Rare. Um, so they had quite a task ahead of themselves to follow up such a beloved series.
1: Yes, and uh, to point out... The Wii game came first in 2010, and then the 3DS version came out in 2013. And there are some differences between them that I might as well quickly mention, other than obviously the 3D part. But I think, to me, the most significant difference, other than the controls as well, is is, uh, a few little quality of life changes, like getting three uh, health hearts instead of two on the original Wii version. And I think that you know may or may not change the way the game feels That's no. per character. And the per character. that would have made the well, game yeah. so much easier. Which makes oh it my so much god. easier because there were parts from like, oh my god, I because I, I so so you know do do want to go into talking about well, the game? Yeah, let, and the let, controls? let's let's bring up
0: let's bring the differences up. You know, as we yeah. go through, because I think the main differences will come through the controls, difficulties, and the levels, and that's really it. So, let, let, just maybe we'll start off with the game feel and controls. So, like. For me, I really, truly felt... I I felt like this was a Donkey Kong Country game. Because that's always an interesting thing when you... you, like, And we always have this joke around Assassin's Creed and the new series of Assassin's Creed. Is it actually feel like an Assassin's Creed game? Like, if if the new series of Assassin's Creed games were developed by a different developer, I think you'd get a lot of arguments from people saying, oh, they're not really Assassin's Creed games. I, I do, for me, feel like in 2010, this is a genuine Donkey Kong Country game. It wasn't made by Rare, but... To me, it really captures that feel. As for the controls, I really felt like I was always battling the controls in this game. And I would played the Wii version and the 3DS version. For me, prefer the 3DS version. But I still Same. feel that, you know, just the fact that you can't remap the buttons. Some of the buttons, I don't like how they're placed. Like, I don't like the roll being on the R trigger because it's sort of, I don't know, I've got a, a, the smaller version of the new 3DS. God, I'd
2: love roll to be on a button. I'd love roll.
0: This is the Wii version. Wii. Wait, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Roll isn't a button for me.
1: I, I don't like I... it.
0: I'm saying I don't like it cuz I don't feel like on the, on my 3DS it triggers accurately enough.
1: But wait, what is, what is it for you? So for me, it was you hold forward in a direction and you press the uh, the Y button.
2: On the Wii, you have to w- waggle the controller. Off.
1: On the Wii, it's just its so bad. It's hard. It's, <laughs> I, I did not enjoy it at all on the Wii. So, I started playing it on the Wii. And first of all, okay, I guess I'm not used to the Wii controls because I haven't played the Wii for so many years. Yeah. But even so, I just found it didn't feel responsive enough. And the best comparison was, uh, and I don't know if it's a lag-induced thing as well or it's a timing thing or what the heck it is, but you guys know when you go to to the, the secret um, areas where you can collect, you have to collect all the bananas and the coins yeah. and the balloons yeah. in, in like 20 seconds or something. I kept missing and not being able to get the timing right when you jump up from the barrel as the barrel was moving left uh, across the screen. My timing was always slightly off, so I wouldn't be able to get it. The moment I played it on the 3DS, got it no problem. Mm. It's almost like there's this extra lag or something that I my brain wouldn't compensate for very easily on the Wii version. Um, and in terms of the controls as well, you know, it's, it's kind of cool that it's a tactile thing and you're able to, you know, if you want to do the ground pound, you got to whack or you got to like move both, both of the controllers. That's kind of cool, but it, it just makes it so much harder for a game that's already fairly hard. Yeah. That that controls that up just making the game even harder just because of the way the controls are.
0: Because, Swinny, you only played it on the Wii. You can play it either Wiimote just by itself, so it's like on the side, oh, like God, a NES controller. Horrible. that would be horrible. <laughs> or you can play as Wiimote and with the num- Nunchuck. Yeah. So, so, how did you play it?
2: Yeah, so definitely Wiimote and Nunchuck. And I just want to say. Just first of all, before I start getting into the negative stuff, is that I love how smooth the game feels. When mm. I didn't experience what you're saying at all, Mike, in terms of like the actual button inputs or anything. Um, I had no issues with that, with one exception, which I'll get to in a second, that kind of combines with the motion controls. The game, to me, does feel very different from the SNES games, mm. but in not in a bad way. So the pace, the, the feel of the game is almost perfect for speed runs. If it wasn't for the control thing just you constantly feel Mm. like you're moving unless you are looking for secrets and anytime that the game forced you to stop to me that the flow or the feel suffered because of that um and i noticed that the most when i was um kind of rushing through the last few worlds to make sure i'd beat the game before we we before the show is that anytime it felt like you had you had to stop and do something it just didn't i just wanted to keep moving but Oh, my God, the Wii controls are just terrible. <laughs> they are terrible. Like, yeah. first first of all, that waggle. So it's the same action to roll, to ground pound, and to blow air. All exactly the same action. So, obviously, for ground pound, you're just standing still. For roll, you have to be moving forward. And for blowing air, you have to be ducking. The problem with the ducking thing, this is the biggest thing I had, is that I generally, when I'm using a Wii nunchuck, and I hadn't played it in, in a while, but I generally pretty relaxed with my hands where my left hand that's holding the nunchuck is kind of on an angle a bit. Mm-mm. So a lot of the times I will go to press down, but because I'm like, because of the way the nunchuck feels, I don't actually press down all the way because <laughs> it's <laughs> like on an angle. And the problem yeah. is that, look, that, that is me, but I also don't want to sit there like a robot holding them exactly upright because that mm. doesn't feel right. It's It's just to me, that whole blow air thing, take that away from the game, it loses absolutely nothing. To me, was the most honestly. I didn't even know
1: you could blow air on the Wii version.
0: <laughs> you can blow air on both.
1: Yeah, I know that, but it's only when so, I played the 3DS version that I figured out you could actually yeah. do it. So I didn't what what even know ha- what the control for blowing air was on the Wii. What
2: would happen is that I would, like, be be. I'd go to do a grandpa to blow air, and I'd roll off the edge of the stage. Yeah, all yeah, the time.
3: I've had that. Whoever
2: as well, yeah. made the decision, and I don't think it was Retro Studios, um, of. Absolute stupid design choice to not allow the Wii Pro controller to be used for this game. To go to hell! <laughs> yeah. It, it oh, almost, yeah. <laughs> almost ruined what is otherwise a really good game. Oh yeah, this game would be so much better
1: if
3: and
2: they just allowed that. So, but the problem, like, the, so the trade-off is, I would definitely prefer to play it with buttons. But then mm, the same. the thing is, you don't obviously you you then you're you know the three ds version, obviously, which I haven't played, comes with a lot more to it but then you're not playing it on TV in 60 frames, you know? So it's like, oh, man. Yeah. And we'll but talk- imagine if you can have
1: the best of both worlds. Play it on TV at yeah. 60 frames and use a normal controller so you don't make dumb things where you just roll off the edge just because the controls are shit. So,
2: into, into got how did you feel swapping between, like, all that? Like, did did you... When you played the Wii version, did you have issues with that and you moved to the 3DS? Yeah,
0: look, I, and I think I've said this to you guys before you started playing the game because I played it quite a bit on both platforms, I really genuinely feel like there's no perfect platform to play this game. Hmm. Like there are trade-offs with the 3DS version. It chugs sometimes. So, you know, as much as like, you know, I've got super high frame rate, uh, high refresh rate monitors, like one's, I don't know, 180 and the other one's 165 or something like that. Um, So, you know, I care a lot about that stuff, but I can play a game if it's a solid 30. Like if it's Hmm. locked 30, I can get into it and play through it. And it's not as good as it's 60, but I can play it. But the thing I hated about, like, the 3DS is it chugged at certain points of the game. It dropped to, like, 20s, even maybe high teens frame rate. And it it really, like, affects the game. It makes it so hard to control. And it's always the critical parts whenever it started to chug. So it's just – it's really tough. Like, I found the game – I think the biggest thing is why they didn't allow it to have a pro controller, like the Wii pro controller, as a playable option. It seems to just make no sense why they would have done that. Because um, if you're making this game, you definitely wouldn't want people to play it in the best way possible. Hmm. Um, so I think probably ultimately still I'd go on the 3DS route. Um, Same. But just going to like the game feel again, Like the one thing that kind of frustrated me is, and it goes into the thing about sluggishness, Like they talk about this game being... Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. And, you know, it's like obviously in the title, Donkey Kong Returns. Donkey Kong wasn't in the last two games of the Donkey Kong Country Trilogy. You can only play as Dixie, uh, Diddy, and Kitty Kong. So, yes, it makes sense that Donkey's back, but I've always hated Donkey, and I've always Hmm. said that. Like, I don't like playing him in these games. And I I must admit, for for a second thought, wait, can I play as Diddy Kong in this? And it's like, oh, no, he just rides on the back with a jetpack.
1: Yeah, satisfying. and
0: I just really don't like controlling Donkey Kong. Like you know, I played through yeah. the game, really enjoyed it, but ultimately I still would rather have played as Diddy Kong or someone else in this game rather than Same. as Donkey Kong.
1: Oh, you know what it is? I think about it as well, and and, and maybe this is overdone. It's that DK feels like he's got some momentum to him, yeah, which, which is kind of a cool thing to include. The problem is, then it becomes—I don't even know what the word for it is. It's not as accurate. There's certain times when you say I try to jump onto a character, but because of the momentum, I end up getting hit by that character again. It's, it's hard to even describe it. It just felt like the controls weren't tight enough. But they weren't tight enough almost intentionally. They weren't tight enough because of the momentum that that character yeah. had that was hard to get used to.
0: I think they are tight. It's just, and, and maybe we'll maybe let's transition to the difficulty.
2: Oh, Sorry, I just want to talk quickly about the Diddy mm. stuff before we Yeah, move yeah, there. sure, 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 sure. Okay. So I really liked the Diddy mechanic at first. I thought, okay, this is a way to, it's a change, right? You know, you're not swapping between them. And then I grew to think that it was a really bad design choice for a very <laughs> specific reason. So later on in the game, there's certain area, levels with a lot more pitfalls and lava where you'll die straight away. So you'll have... Normally, the way it works is you've got Donkey Kong, you find a DK barrel, you get Diddy Kong, so you get an extra set of hearts. But when you lose those hearts, Diddy Kong disappears and you're back to just Donkey. Yeah. And when you've got Diddy Kong, as we said, you've got this hover jump. So it's basically you jump in the air and then hover. Super handy. And it, you, it feels completely... St- different from playing normally like the way you play and unfortunately what happens is I'm so in the flow of it and I'm so going through and I die in one of those pitfalls I die completely I respawn right away just as Donkey Kong and then I jump off the ledge and die because I'm so in the (laughs) flow of the hover yeah yeah so it's I didn't notice that early on because you're not generally dying on in one hit and I just thought it was I just like I understood what I'm going for I just, it to me, it just started just really irking me that I just had to readjust how I controlled the character completely each time I died in that situation. It
0: also seems very strange because it's it's a bit of a Demon's Souls almost mechanic where if you're not as good as the game, you're more likely to be losing D- Diddy, right? But when you lose Diddy, the game becomes harder. So the people who are good at the game have Diddy longer and it's actually easier because you've got the backup well, jetpack and everything like that. that so it, it totally doesn't reward you in that way. Yeah, you know? but that's
2: the same as the master sword in Zelda. You know, it's like
0: yeah, but it's not as critical. Like this is a part of the core game. This is yeah, the yeah. every interaction. And and you know, I had a different problem than you, Swenie. I had a problem where, and I think it's the way I play platformers, and I've been, I guess, trained or coded to hold the button. Like I don't know why, but I think in Mario, maybe you jump a bit higher if you hold the button, like the jump yeah. button. I would sometimes like jump and I wasn't actually trying to trigger the jetpack. And I I didn't want the jetpack to get triggered. Yeah,
1: and I've had that too. And it triggered
0: and it actually stuffed me up and I died because of it. screwed up a few times. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's just, it just, and I don't think the game at all doesn't feel tight. It's just, I never quite 100% had my head around the momentum and then also just like, the way that Donkey moves, and it's because I don't like it as well. I've never liked Donkey in the in the or Kitty Kong because he's a bit like Donkey in, in the series. So, and, and yeah, do you do you want to just touch on uh, the difficulty of the game because I think it is a little bit related to that?
2: Yeah. So for me, and everyone's going to be different, and obviously the <laughs> controls yeah. are going to change this, and also the fact that you get extra hearts. I didn't know that. That <laughs> changes. And we each.
0: should we should say that uh, Sweeney is a god gamer as well. Oh,
2: no, no. Yeah. So basically, I. I found the first six worlds were too easy, but they'll probably (laughs) really wait. (laughs) Let me clarify. Let me (laughs) clarify. (laughs) I found the first six because it's important for the next thing I'm going to say. I found the first six worlds were too easy, but they'll probably a good balance for most players and especially newer players. But Uh then. Sorry, I I went then, put oh, my hand that down. It was very dramatic. No, it was very dramatic. It was even like I did a fizz. Phys- like this where why I need to get my face cam ready is that I did the hand down, I pressed my space bar and it muted me. Um, <laughs> then the last two worlds were just frustratingly difficult. It was like the game... Mm. It was like what they did to me was they like, okay, we've finished the first six worlds. Let's take the week off and get the intern to make the last... <laughs> two worlds that's the way Like, it no, just that's felt like, rough that's oh rough. man they were badly dis- like, we'll get to the levels in a second I'll, yeah. I've got a whole thing but basically I found that it was a good balance for the first three quarters of the game and then just went off the walls in the second part
0: because how did you find the difficulty Mike
1: oh wow because that's as far as I got so I think I got up to world 7 so you got so to I the easy part uh, what well, easy part? Yeah, I definitely didn't find it easy. The number of times, okay, so I, let's say I'm new to this game in that sense, and I am playing it on the 3ds, and I've got huge hands, so that's that in yeah. itself. Mike is Mike does have massive
0: hands, like ridiculous deal with massive hands.
1: Um, so you've, you're battling, you're battling cramping, you're battling mm. controls that don't feel tight enough to begin with. So I think as a result of that, there are a few times where where the difficulty of the game wasn't so much the game itself; it was just the controls and the physicality of having to play the game, which which was the big factor. But in saying all that, it wasn't I didn't feel like it was super hard or anything. Uh it, it definitely, you know, felt harder than a Mario game or something like that. Yeah. And there were certain parts where I went, How the heck are you supposed to really get some of the puzzle pieces? At the start it seemed easy, and then later on you, you go, geez, you have to be so precise with when you do a particular jump. Uh it, it yeah the, the the difficulty for me was actually quite hard. It also didn't feel like even within you know the first seven seven levels or seven worlds it didn't feel like it it always uh it, it there wasn't there wasn't a smooth curve it felt like there were certain levels that were a lot harder earlier on and then mm. or midway through and then the next bunch of things seemed so much easier and I also got a little frustrated at the difficulty of the the mine cart levels oh yeah and, I'll, I'll i don't touch know it's necessarily I'll something touch on that, that everyone is but there were times <laughs> where i'm like man like you know there's spikes that so you got you're going you have to duck under these spikes and then you literally get a split second to jump with the card right at the end and the number of times i jumped too early and died because i would wreck those spikes can i ask, like i would lose like 30 lives in one go can
2: i ask is the not so much that specific thing, but it's also the fact that you're playing it on a 3DS and it's a low yeah. frame rate. It's yeah, the fr- absolutely. The frame rate, the frame Is rate the screws you. you up
3: as well. Yeah, because
1: playing you, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll get to the... Maybe no we'll deal. talk
2: about that when we talk about those Minecraft
3: levels. That yeah, kills yeah, you. Yeah. The
1: cramping, the fact that I'm basically holding the 3DS like, like this... 'Cause it's so tiny. Yeah, all those things just did not make it an enjoyable experience from a difficulty perspective. Mm. Overall, and and you know, we'll talk about it in the overall thoughts, it was an enjoyable experience. It's just the difficulty wasn't difficult because the game's difficult, like say Dark Souls, where they give you tight controls, the the only reason you screwed up is because you screwed up. No, this is like I'm fighting the controls and I'm fighting the frame rate and I'm fighting things that have nothing to do with the game itself in that sense.
0: Yeah. Look, like, you know, first off, the game is hard, right? For the era it came out, 2010, the game was hard. It, now, it's not NES hard, you know, and also the context is, you know, Swinney's a god-tier gamer. <laughs> Phil Spencer himself nominated and invited uh, personally Swinney to join the Xbox I, I, So I, am t- I fully,
2: I, I'm like... I understand, but to me, it's like the first part of the game is, isn't at all. It's the second half.
0: No, but, yeah, but, dude, like, that's just like going Roger Federer goes, oh, plays a bit of squash. Oh, this is not too bad of a game. It's pretty easy. It's like, I, I, you know, genuinely, you're very good at, especially platformers. You're, that's your, like, specialty. Mm. You're very good at platformers. So, 100%, this game is hard for its era. It's not NES hard. So, from that scale, like, as any NES game, it's probably, like, easy. It's not hard in the NES level, but yeah, like as a game that came out in 2010, definitely hard game. Um, the thing I just didn't like about it is like about the difficulty is a hundred percent agree with you, Mike. I felt like I'm either battling the Wiimote or I'm battling the 3DS to just convey what I'm trying to do. Hmm. Like sometimes when I'm trying to press the, like the shoulder button, the R shoulder button, like it just wasn't triggering sometimes. And that's probably on me to some degree, but I don't know, I just found it like really frustrating to play at times, and I did find the game to be cheap in the way that Donkey Kong Country was cheap, like mm. number one, whereas I felt like number two and three, they removed a lot of that cheapness out of the game, and I'm not sure if it's a bit of an homage to the fact that the first game was a little bit cheap at That's some point. That's
2: an interesting statement because, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the whole Donkey Kong Country one comparison.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know. Like, my view is maybe it's a bit of an element, but I didn't ever think that that was a good thing in Donkey Kong Country 1, and I said that before. And the last thing is, before we move on to the levels, is, man, the world checkpoints drive me nuts in this game. And you wouldn't have faced this, Swinny, because you just breeze through the game in, like, three hours. But for me, like, where they put some of the checkpoints where you had to restart stuff, it's like, why are you Mm. making me go through 15 seconds of the level where there's no difficulty? It's just like... Like going into the minecart or something. Like it was just mm. so annoying. It was just like, why did they place it here? It's almost as if the playtesters were like swiny and they found the game too easy. <laughs> I so they never got frustrated with it.
2: I didn't find that to be an issue until those last few worlds. But yeah, well,
0: that's what I said, right? Because you didn't. didn't no, need no. The trick but course. also, just I think
2: <laughs> the fact that um, I just think they were more poorly placed in the last few worlds as well.
0: Nah, I don't. I totally don't disagree. I could show you some of the ones where they were placed where. You literally have to travel no joke like twenty seconds to get to the body of the level where there's no challenge, so why would you place a checkpoint there it's just it's stupid um, so i don't know I got really pissed at that but yeah let let's <laughs> let's get into the levels uh so first off, you know I just want to say that I loved the interplay between the foreground and the background and being able to jump to the background at times and just the way that the levels were set out. I thought uh-huh. the design overall was awesome, but maybe I'll hand to use so when you just you know, what, what were your highlight levels? What were the levels maybe you didn't like as much?
2: Well, I've got a lot of notes here, so I don't know. Do you guys want to talk well,
0: first? <laughs> well, maybe you cover a few and then I'll cover a few just in case we have crossover. Well,
2: my, see, mine's less about specific levels. Um, oh, okay. But I do have a specific level that I did love, which was, let me just find it. Uh, don't say the minecart one. <laughs> um, well, we'll get to that
0: in a second um, well, Do you so, want me to go first then, Swinny? Or? Uh, yeah, go, you yeah. go first So my favourite level overall was Sunset Shore So that's 1-4 uh, So World 1, uh, level 4 So that's that's the one where basically everything's a silhouette And you see the red tie of Donkey Kong And the red hat of Diddy Kong
1: That was cool
0: I just yeah. like the design of it And just how they, they put it all together It just looked beautiful Just looked gorgeous, that level Um, And it was just a really cool level to play through. And I think those elements of the game were definitely the strongest parts of the game for me. Um, Just on World 4, fuck, I hate you, World 4. So World 4 (laughs) is the mine, it's like Minecraft, minecart world. It's like almost every single level is a minecart level or like some (laughs) variation of that. And it's just, I was so over that. Like I actually put the game down for a little bit because I was so sick of it. I just, and, and I have to say like, that's where the 3DS was, the, like at its worst. Because the Minecart levels, I don't know if you experienced it as well, Mike, but it felt like they chugged those Minecart no, levels. Not
1: so much. So did, did you play it on the original 3DS no, or the on XL? No, the new 3DS. No, not
0: oh, the XL, wow. but the, the new 3DS. 3DS. Yeah.
1: Dang. Wow. So I just played it on the 3DS XL, so not the new 3DS XL. I
0: the, think that they, is the new one, isn't it?
1: Well, no, there's a new, so that, there's a 3DS, <laughs> and, and then they have the that 3DS XL, and then the new 3DS XL. And there's certain games from my understanding, that only run on the new 3DS XL. So the original 3DS XL can't run those games.
0: I'm sure there is a 3DS yeah. and then there's 3DS the 2DS XL. 2DS XL. I think there is.
1: No, there is. There's a, there's a 3DS XL. I do. I have one.
0: Oh, have okay. Th- yeah, you're right. So you're I've right. got Sorry. a 3DS yeah, yeah.
1: XL. But then they revised it and they released yeah. the new 3DS XL. So and there's certain games that only run on the, th- the new 3DS XL, not on the original one. Yeah, and like then there's a 2 ds XL, which I think supports all of them, but obviously just in 2D, yeah. which came after the fact. So, but but I look, yeah, absolutely did chug and stuff, but it wasn't. I don't, I don't know, like it wasn't necessarily. I didn't notice it to the extent where I go. This is super horrible. I'm putting it down, but it was absolutely noticeable. But one thing I'd say about the levels, as someone who had never played a Donkey Kong game to this extent, is I actually really like the variation. Um, a lot of a lot of platforming games that I think you get nowadays tend to have, you know, different looking levels, but the controls and the mechanics and everything are largely the same. Mm. Whereas with something like Donkey Kong, it was really cool that you'd play one level where you're, you know, you're on a cart. You'd play another level where, um, it, it, you know, there's a new mechanic kind of introduced. I really feel like there's a real cool variety in the types of levels that you get, if that makes sense, and the mechanics within those levels. So that to me was always interesting because I was always like, okay, what happens next? What's like a cool new thing that I get to experience in the the next one? So they keep the core mechanics the same, but they introduce all these cool new things that I really, really liked. And I think there's very few games nowadays or at least in recent memory that had a similar feel to it. Yeah, And I really, really liked that about the levels.
0: Yeah, I think for me, it was just that I felt like it was too much of a good thing having so many minecart levels in one world, just one after the other, which was was too much. They never did that in the original trilogy. And I don't know, it felt like it was kind of a brave thing to do because if they did it well, it would have been like, oh, how cool was that world? But I felt like it was either going to be really good or really annoying. And for me, it just landed on, I'm kind of over this. And I didn't like how cheap the minecart levels were compared to Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3. It felt like a lot cheaper. It felt like more Mm. in line with Donkey Kong Country 1. Um, so there's some of the highlights. I really like the overworld stuff with like World 7 where you had to activate the three switches within the levels, the three different levels, to then release the rocket ship. I thought that was such a cool thing. I always love when games play with their levels and then the overworld itself. Um, so, yeah, there's like heaps of levels in this game that I did like and thought they were really, really interesting. Maybe, uh, Swinney, are you ready to go through some of yours? <laughs>
2: yeah, so... Basically, I thought the first six worlds had some of the best platforming levels I've ever seen in a platform. game. I thought they had awesome gimmicks, but just, Mm. as you said, the jumping between the foreground and and everything, like the environmental destruction, like the set Mm. pieces as you're blasting through ruins with barrels, like it just, there was so much going on and... It just looked it looked fantastic. Obviously, I wish it was. You know, we'll get to the graphics in a second, but you know, I'm looking forward to Tropical Freeze. Let's just put it that
3: way. Well,
0: and um, and I should <laughs> have I should have called this out already because have you played Tropical Freeze, Winnie? No. So I have. So I feel like I probably should have said that right at the start of the review. I have played Tropical Freeze. So there's a bit of part of me that knows what happens in Tropical Freeze and. Maybe why I'm extra frustrated about this game, yeah. without revealing too much. And so I am really so in a good way. You're saying in it's, a good it's way, good. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, it yeah, 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 okay, yeah. I'm, cool, I'm really cool. interested to see when we cover Tropical Freeze and just a flag. We're going to do that as part of Donkey Kong's 40th anniversary. Yep. So,
2: so. I got to pick that up. I. Absolutely loved the my levels.
0: No, I knew I you were. are such a contrarian.
2: <laughs> I thought they were absolutely perfect to me. They lived up to legacy. Um, I'm not saying they weren't. That's some true. Cheap they did. Stuff they did. Into no, no, they were good. They were good. I, they thought, were good. Just, I thought they yeah. were. Let me let me say my piece. I thought that they found the right balance between trial and error. Um, unlike to me, some of like Donkey Kong Country ones are probably the the, the weakest. So, yeah, they're
0: crazy. So, and that to
2: me, this. Like, there were times, like, there was one or two that was like, okay, that part's particularly hard. But I was kind of happy because, like, I had so many lives at that point, I was happy to almost just, like, have a bit of a challenge. <laughs> um, <laughs> such... No, but I'll explain the lives thing. Uh... I'll explain the lives thing when we, when we get to the bosses. But um, yeah. the... And I love the world six levels, the cliff levels, especially the one with the giant rolling rock that you had to run away from.
0: Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I wrote that down oh, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, That's some really
2: cool. cool stuff. But then the last two worlds came.
0: So prehistoric eh. path in World Six, it was one of my favourites and yeah, Weighty Way, which was six three. So six two and six three were yeah. I think that was a highlight of the game for me, those so, two worlds and two levels. Yeah. So those
2: okay. those last two worlds, right? Let me this is where I just this is this is where most of my notes <laughs> are. So I already said that, you know, like the change between to me, like so we're talking the factory and uh, volcano yep. levels. I think it's yeah. volcano. Um, just yeah, it is. They went from to me having a really smooth design and enemy placement to just horrible trial and error and enemy choices that just don't make sense thematically, but also just horrible for positioning. Like, do you remember those totem monsters that are like have a blue flame around them, so you can't yeah, jump on yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. they spit the things, and then suddenly you're trying to land on platforms with them, but you got to wait for them to spit twice before you can jump on there so you're just waiting it's like what is going on here
0: but would you always kill them because i would always kill them to get rid of them
2: i you know why i wouldn't is because blow to blow them i had to hold the controller down swaggle the Wii remote and i was worried <laughs> i was gonna roll into the fucking thing <laughs> that's funny
0: that's funny so half uh. the time
2: i i did not use roll in most of this game because i was just i I've, I've tried to train myself out of doing that that but, makes sense that makes but sense. world 8 is particularly bad and I like you said you mentioned the switches in World Seven. I like the idea of the problem is and this is on this is on me. I was kind of trying to I'd almost turned into a speedrunner for the last couple of weeks. Oh, so
0: you would have skipped. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know exactly what's going to happen, but go exactly. on. Exactly. So I played
2: through all three <laughs> levels and then realized you, those switches were mandatory, then had to yeah. replay all three levels again. It's was like, ah. Oh. But I understand. It says it, it
0: says it right at the start. There's a big sign at the start. It's basically like, you have to get these.
2: Oh, part <laughs> of me's like, surely they're not going to make it. So, uh, yeah. Okay. That's but, funny. That's That's um, funny. Just things I mentioned before the stop-start, like that tippy-shippy, I think it was, with the cannon doors, where they make you jump back and forth between the cannon doors. I like the idea, but I just, again, it stops the flow. The flow. So to me, I didn't mm. like levels on yeah. But the worst, to me, the absolute worst level is called Bobbing Basalt. Or is it Basalt? Is that how you say it?
0: What, what world is it, level?
2: World 8. Uh,
0: no, but what level? I eight, three, eight,
2: four. It was like... It was like Maybe two levels before the last boss or something. Okay.
0: I'm just checking it now.
2: This level, I burned, I had so many lives and Mm -hmm. I burned through half of them on this one (laughs) level because of this one (laughs) section. So it makes you jump through these really tough jumps on these small platforms that are moving up and down and there's things above that move up and down so you get to time it right. But then as soon as you land on larger ground, you like, you have normally like a oh, split second you're safe then it crumbles and if you're not ready for it you just die so you'd go through the section and you've got to remember oh by the time i land on this thing i've got to jump right away and i kept dying and then it's like okay i got into that flow and then you land on a platform that has the checkpoint and there's two enemies right there in front of you that are so hard to avoid and you've only got one heart left because remember i only had two hearts and each time you respawn to the checkpoint there's no decay barrel like you have to just like get the timing so perfect just to survive, and I burnt through so many lives. It was one of the worst examples of platforming gamers I've ever seen in a game that has so many awesome examples. Uh, of
0: platforming yeah, no, so design. I know I know the level. I'm just watching it on YouTube now. Yeah, like I, maybe I just had a lucky run. I didn't find this one too bad. I didn't find this one too bad.
2: But you had three hearts, though, didn't you? No. <laughs>
0: no, so you can play on 3DS classic mode oh, okay, or the okay. easier mode. So of course I played it on the classic mode Okay. So yeah, okay. All
2: right, I'll take that back. Um but yeah, to me that was that was just the worst scene of platform design to me, that whole section. Um it looked great, but just I was just like just
0: like you're talking about the checkpoint. I'm just trying to see where the checkpoint is. It's
2: basically is. you jumping through these single platforms. But anyway, that's that's enough of my rant about it.
0: Oh, uh, I think I know where you're talking about because I did die after that point and I could see the checkpoint. I'm like, you're kidding me. And right. it's like, a
2: really long checkpoint. Like, yeah, It takes yeah. ages. But
0: again, like this is... I know because you breeze through the early parts of the game and I, I actually am almost keen to play it on the Wii just to see if it feels easier. But um, again, it's just the checkpoints don't make sense to me in this game. Like if you're going to have checkpoints... You've got to place them where difficulty is, not where, like, the length of sections, if that makes mm. sense. So, yeah, look, I don't disagree that, like, by the time I got to World 7 and 8, I was kind of a bit, like, I felt like the game was a bit overall too long, like, too many levels. Like, I didn't need this many levels for a platformer.
2: It, it was also after midnight and a day when I moved into a new apartment, so I was a
0: bit buggered. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, by the way. Extra, yeah, congrats. <laughs> Um, and was there any other levels or worlds you guys wanted to to cover or highlight?
1: No, no, necessarily. Uh, like I said, I just I just think the variation was really cool. As mm. someone who hadn't played those kind of games before, because you don't really get that that level of variation in levels nowadays in a lot of games. So mm. I that was really cool. Level so what...
2: of variation of levels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Level of variation of levels. Um, <laughs> that's a good show title. So one thing that we wanted to cover next was just the overworld and the secrets. Cause secrets, you know, especially growing up as a kid with Donkey Kong country, and this is kind of pre-internet, you know, secrets was a massive thing. And I think we always mentioned that one of our mates, when we were growing up, he would always say that you could play as uh King K rule. If you s- typed a certain code or did a certain thing in Donkey Kong country <laughs> too, which we now know is completely false. Um, it's not an Akuma situation where it's buried in the code somewhere, but, um, yeah, maybe I'll just cover the secrets and the overworld and then throw it to Mike and then finally Swinny, because I know Swinney's more the secrets aficionado. But, you know, I love the secrets in this game. I played through all of the first world just to see. So each it's, it's kind of interesting, actually. So each world has its set amount of levels. And if you just go through the normal path, you play those levels. But each world has a level you can unlock through the shop. But then also each world has a level you can unlock through collecting all of uh, the Kong letters from memory ah, in each that's of the how levels. You do it.: Yeah. And then those levels are next level hard, like they are oh, way harder. Great. Right, like they are hard. (laughs) Right, and if Swinny says they're not hard, I'm gonna come and played those levels. I'm
2: sure they are. (laughs) No,
0: they are. They're crazy. They're like, and as it gets way deep in the game, the levels are like out of control. So I only did World One just to see what it was like. And it's kind of a shame that you can't just play them maybe even after you've beaten the the whole game or maybe type a code in or something because they are really, really cool levels. They're just a bit like, it's a bit like not Kaizo Donkey Kong, but it's not. Too far off that It's not that hard, but yeah, it's 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 almost a bit silly the way that they've been structured. So I really love the secrets in this game and the Overworld secrets as well. uh What did you think, Mike?
1: Well, what I thought is that I didn't unlock any of the secrets. <laughs> you didn't know any of them? The only thing that's close <laughs> to being a secret, if you could call it, that is trying to find some of the puzzle pieces. Yeah, and trying to figure out how to get to them. So some some are purely based on you need to. Kind of, you know, get to an enemy at a certain point and bounce off their head to be able to reach that thing. And if you kill the enemy prematurely or something, you can't get it. As an example, but other things, you know, I, I was sitting there going, "Hey, I thought I got everything. Where is that puzzle piece?" So it it was quite clever the way they hit hit a lot of that stuff, and I, I thought it was it was really cool.
0: No, but I really didn't cool. I
1: didn't get to unfortunately. It feels like the kind of game where if that's the only game that I had back in in two thousand and ten. And I could dedicate hours and hours and hours on it. I probably would love to go and check out and oh, find yeah. all the little secrets and stuff. But because you get, you know, say 10 hours to really play this game nowadays, especially to do a review for it like we did, it, it's not enough time to go through all of that stuff and figure all that out unless you're super good at the game. And even then, I think it's just a
2: time thing. that You don't have enough time to do it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And how about you, Swinny?
2: So first, the overworld to me was a massive step down, especially with Donkey Kong Country 3. But I know we're not talking about a direct continuation of that. But to me, it just felt like the New Super Mario Brothers. And I don't like that style of overworld. But that's just the overworld. I think the secrets were really cool. <laughs> I, I'm i the situa- same situation as Mike. I was also, you know, because I was on a bit of timer. I wanted to beat the game. I didn't sit there, especially... And the last few worlds, uh, just literally when I, if I accidentally entered a bonus level, I just ran off the edge because I just wanted to quickly just get through. But um, I did <laughs> all look business. Up, All business. I did. I wasn't <laughs> essentially trying to speed on. Uh, I did look up essentially what entails like 100% and 200% uh, kind yeah. of completion. And it seems really neat. Honestly, trying to get all the stuff on those later levels might Seems really frustrating, but I think uh, I think there is a lot there for people that are completionists. I think the secret mini games, um, I, I, to me, the fact that they recycled some of them was a bit disappointing. But the rest of the, because the rest of the game, there is. So much in those levels, I understand.
1: Mm. But what well, you're talking about the secret mini games is in when you go through, say Yes. Um the barrel ones yes. that go. I'm just saying yes because I know okay, what you're about this. to say.
2: Um but <laughs> to me it's like why no why no DK coin? Like to me that's just like why not oh, bring that back? DK.
0: So What's in that? the in the original trilogy there were these DK coins that were protected by an enemy. Yeah. So you would have to figure out the little mini puzzle to get the DK coin. Well, out. not so much okay.
2: like two, it was could just be floating somewhere, three it was protected by something, so
0: Yeah, like what it evolved to, right? And it does, like, you can't, you can't, you have to look at Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3 when you're looking at this game. And for sure, the overworld was a massive step back for where it got to. Like, if you go play Donkey Kong Country 3, Mike, Uh you'd be like blown away. Like, the overworld of that game is like so much better. And that's a Super Nintendo game. Okay. And it's very cool. And there's like little secrets of the overworld itself. And I think one thing I will say is like, there's a stack of game here, but. Probably DK2 and DK3 still is the two games where I would want to go back and try to get the secrets. Like, Mm -hmm. I have already done that with DK2 but when I was a kid, but I actually kind of wanted to go back to DK3 after playing this and go, I want to play more of of it to get more of the secrets, as we were Mm. talking about when that episode came out. Because that that game's really cool and there's a lot of cool secrets in it. All right, let's go to the bosses. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, for me, with the bosses overall... Like, I do think that they were a lot better in general than the original uh, trilogy, but I didn't really... I almost didn't have any m- many of them that really stood out that I actually was like, oh, I really loved. It was more just one boss. I don't know if you guys remember. It was um, the World 5 boss where mm-hmm. you've got, like, basically four rings with... Centipede? No, it's... Uh, well, it might have been the Centipede, but it's called uh, Mangurubi Run where... You've got to hold on to the grass and bang yeah, your yeah. Little That's like the little components.
1: quote, centipede, unquote, boss. I
0: didn't realise that you could I hit it from underneath. Because <laughs> I think, uh-huh. I swear, I tried to do that one time and it didn't work. So, I just assumed yeah. you couldn't. So well, you could because became...
1: you, you can hit those plants from underneath. Yeah, I know.
0: But it became so much harder <laughs> because I was trying to do that for a while without that. And then I realised uh-huh. you could and then I beat it <laughs> in the next go. I so... didn't even know you could do that. Damn it. Wow. Yeah, know exactly. Wow, so. the one thing I knew that you guys didn't. <laughs> 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 but um, Swinney, what, what were the standout bosses for you? What did you think of the bosses in this game? Oh,
2: look, I'm I'm only going to mention one specific boss, um, but but to me, bosses were very mixed bag. They had really neat concepts, um, but they just, especially the, the last half of bosses, they just went on way too long. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Forcing yeah. you to replay oh, yeah. the easy thanks, cycles thanks. each time, and these are super predictable <laughs> uh, predictable cycles. Yeah. And so mm. it just felt like, I don't know, a lot of bosses like this, but I, to me this was just an egregious example of you, you have to go through all those easy cycles to get to the new phase, to learn what it is. You die, and then you have to repeat the whole cycle, and you're just kind of learning a little bit each time, but you have to go through the long part each time. It just got mm. really frustrating. And then you combine that with some super wonky hitboxes on some of, them, some of them that were just really just frustrating for me, especially world, the World 6 boss. If that was the boss that was like the thing that ran at the walls, but it had the protective metal plating on it. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. Hitbox, on that, oh, the yeah. hitbox on that sick thing sick. was so frustrating. You'd have to go through the cycles of to wait to, to get past all these attacks that you couldn't hit him on just to get to the next part, and then you miss that chance and go through. It was like they... Uh, do you remember that robot boss in Donkey Kong Country 3?
0: Oh, yeah, the weird one. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. they looked at that boss and said, let's build all their bosses
2: around this concept. Whereas if you miss this one opportunity, you've got to wait for this whole cycle of bull crap yeah. each time. Um, and the last boss was
0: just... Well, can we save the last boss? Okay. Let's a, save it. Let's save okay, it. But, okay. you know, I, I think that this game during QA, they were just like, the bosses are too ridiculous. Like not saying that they're super hard, but they're just not like... I, and you, I don't want to blame the hitboxes, but it does feel a little bit like that. Like they're just pretty punishing because the amount of hearts that they'll give you for free is insane.
2: They were tough bosses. Mm-hmm. They were really tough
0: bosses. Like they were just. See, this is
1: really weird. I I this is so weird because I found the bosses were not a problem at all.
0: But did you go through the world six, seven, bo- and No, see box? that's the thing. So yeah. I
1: I didn't do the world seven and eight. Oh, awesome. and you but I you found... also had three hearts though, didn't you? And I also had to oh, that, would make it that, the bosses. that is pretty much like yeah.
0: yeah, it's almost a different game at that stage. Cause cause, to me, but yeah. the, but
1: still weird. Like it. it- I was screwing up in the game itself, but then the bosses, I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't that bad. Yeah, I think like but but I, the thing. I, you're is, right; it's probably because of the two with the two bosses. Three
0: I would die normally, but I'd feel like if I had one extra heart, I would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. having yeah, two extra that. hearts yeah. would be massive because you get. So, three sorry, I cheated I, unintentionally. No, I you didn't, didn't cheat. I, I actually feel like they yeah. felt the game was maybe a bit too silly, like with the two hearts. Yeah, it was, so. it was probably
1: better balance with three, and I sense. think.
0: Yeah. I think so for most people, and then you like me. I could. I just had the option to pick two, like the original mm. game. So make it harder All right, let's, let, let's get to the fi- the final. Oh, sorry, boss. So just oh, okay, just going. before sorry. we get
1: to the final boss, I think one thing that I really liked about the game is he had actual world bosses, but he had what I guess you could call mini bosses before that. Well, a couple, right? It was squid? kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say the squid, the rolling ball. Uh, There's only of, like of three dude. from memory. Oh, so, so, what else did you have? You had the squid. You had the ball. You had... Uh, I swear that was more than oh, no, that. No, that,
0: you're the one right Oh, it. you had
1: the giant flapping uh, bat that would follow you. That wasn't technically the boss. No,
0: that's not a, a mini-boss, though.
1: No, no, no. But I would consider those... Like, I know, where do you draw the line between that's just, you it's, know, a level. part of the that's world or the level? Or no, the that's level. the level. No, I know a it's a the mini, level, a mini but it's almost is... like... I feel like it's part of, like... No. I see them in my head as, like... A mini-boss. A mini-boss is something you have
0: to defeat, you know.
1: Well, you still have to technically... De- de- well, okay, you don't have to defeat them. You have to uh, not right, get I don't think we've now. got time <laughs> to talk about these. We're, we're yeah, yeah. Get through the but I, anyway, the, it's part of the world, but I really like those pieces that look like... Kind of like a boss, but it was actually part of the world design. Yeah. I, I thought that was really cool as a concept and the way so, they did it.
0: So, yeah, just going... Because I guess, Mike, you didn't finish the game, so just like Sweeney... Mm. So just with the final boss, like, part of me... And I don't know anything about Tropical Freeze, really. I only played a bit of it. I was hoping that the Kremlin... You know, the... What are they called? Are they called Kremlins? Yeah. Is that right? Like, from the, the, the Kremlins, tr- original the Kremlins. Trillion? I was kind of, like, secretly hoping that King K. Rule would come back or something like that in the final boss. Because I, I wasn't sure if he did or didn't. Uh, but it was... Uh, yeah, what was it? Tiki... Tiki Tong was the final boss. Uh, I don't even remember his this thing, name. This thing, dude, like, I, I I found the game hard, but I never, like, ran out of lives or anything like that until the final boss. And, dude, I was playing it, and I'm like, I'm going to run out of lives. Like, I'm going to get get a game over here at no, some
2: stage. No joke. So it was, like, one thirty at night. I'm like, I've got to beat this game,
0: right? <laughs> <I> <laughs> like had, you're talking about last night, had, like, less than 12 I hours had ago. 20 lives. <laughs> yeah.
2: I beat the boss with zero lives remaining. Oh, on your last life? On my last life.
0: So you had 20 goes and beat it. That's pretty decent. I didn't even wow.
2: I don't even know what would have happened because the annoying part about that last boss, and I don't know if you'd have to replay this, you have to go through this bloody rocket section to begin the boss as well. Now each time yeah, you yeah, replay, yeah, yeah. you don't. But then if I die, would I have to do that bloody box?
0: Dude, can I just say I had the exact same thought as you? So I was gonna go back and get more lives or something before the boss, but then it takes you back post the rocket scene, and I was like, I don't want to do that rocket thing again. So <laughs> I just kept playing it, and I was like, hopeful that I'd have enough life. This
2: boss, it's like they said, it's like they just gave up at this point, and they go, okay, oh that that boss in Mario sixty four and shifting sandlands with the two big, like the big boss of the two hands with the like weak
0: points in the middle, <laughs> or, or Smash Brothers, <laughs> or
2: yeah. So let me, like, basically, or, oh, the Shadow Temple boss from Rocker of Time, is that the same thing? Or, <laughs> and let's add those in, let's add some Master Hand moves from Smash yeah. Brothers. That's our <laughs> boss. It was, to me, there's that trope of a giant boss of two hands, like The Messenger is a game where they they do a better original take on that. I know that game's much newer than this, but still, this felt like the most generic boss, and it was just... Man, it was tough. And once you kind of learned the tricks to it, like, the fact that when he does the move where it sl- slaps the two hands together, the fact that you can, oh. the fact that you can jo- go and jump and bounce on the hands to avoid Yeah, so it. I
0: didn't know that until, like, 20 lives later Exactly, or and I'm like, oh, <laughs> my God,
2: now I'm going to stop dying this <laughs> stupid move. The for- thing
0: is, Mike, in this one, it's seriously all about understanding the tricks. So there's two big arms or two hands, mm-hmm. and they slap you or they, like, smack you or all these things, right? Hmm. If you don't know the tricks and how to avoid the attacks it kind of gives you enough lives that you can keep progressing and kind of taking lives off him, but not enough to actually beat it. Okay. So to me, it was never obvious that, Oh, I'm doing the wrong thing or something. So like one of them, you can duck. I didn't realize you could duck at Swinney. I was like, what what am I doing wrong here?
2: The one where it does two hands across. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that you could duck that. No. Yeah, I was
0: trying to jump it and I'm like, oh my God. When I found out I could duck it, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but god. I was using
2: that opportunity to try and land on the actual weak point. But Yeah, I wasn't that good to do that.
0: Then also the hitbox for that was so quick.
2: The hitboxes in general generally the boss. Just fuck this boss. Seriously, like, I hate this boss so much.
1: <laughs> wow. It's a
0: horrible boss, dude. It's like I, I don't know if
2: I've heard you
1: swear before. That must yeah. be really bad. It, dude,
0: it was. It was like, I think I had 50 lives and then I was like running out. and like, oh my God. I think I wow, beat it bad. with like 20 lives to go. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. I was sweating. I know, again,
1: like, I, can't, I can't talk about this, but lives seem to be okay. I had three lives, so that makes it a hell of a lot easier. But I hearts, also had... Mean I think, hearts, hearts. Tw- Heart, sorry. I'll set two hundred and fifty coins to buy lives with. I never with.
2: used any coins, and I
1: regretted uh, it.
3: <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, buy you can,
1: you can buy so many lives that I felt, will I ever actually reach game over? Because two hundred and fifty, whatever the the translation rate is, you could buy a ton of. Well, you heart, can. You only max out on
0: ninety nine lives, so. I okay. could actually, I could see someone losing ninety nine lives on the final boss. To be honest, it's so frustrating.
2: Yeah. wow!
0: It's really frustrating, and then you can't kind of put it down because I don't want to go through the rocket section again. Well, leading up to you the know boss. what I was going to do. Like if
2: that. I died, I was just going to turn the game off and come do the show, saying I just gave up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that,
0: really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you were on zero lives because I never got a game over screen, so I don't know how that all works. I was yeah. so
2: happy when I beat it on that. I was like, oh,
0: that's cool, dude. That's Yeah, that's what clutch. happens? That's do you actually lose the game or not? No, nah, of the games, they just put you back, you know, with five lives or something like that. Yeah, so, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But, so, like, yeah, they're, the, they're all the bosses. Uh, we're running long. So, do you want to just quickly, briefly touch on the graphics and music? So, graphics, you know, I thought it was really, really cool. Like, I, th- I love the design of these games, like on the 3DS and Wii.
1: Especially on the 3DS, yeah. And, and the fact that, you know, we talked about how you had multi-dimensional parts of the level where you could go to the background and do things. I like that, especially in 3DS, the fact that it had that perspective and it felt like it. Or when you get launched with a barrel into, into the perspective, it looks so cool on a 3DS. Yeah. It's almost like it was designed for the 3DS.
0: And Sweeney, how do you think it stood up against the original trilogy?
2: This game's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it's just mm. kind of just let down by the Wii's resolution a bit and the overall jagginess. Um, but it ran at a really nice 60 frames a second with a little bit of slowdown. But overall, um, I thought it was a really nice looking game.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is... I know it's, it's so almost trope to say this by now, but, you know, this game is so perfect on the Switch. Like, if it came to the Switch in the oh, remaster. would be also on the Switch, yeah. Like, especially if they could do AI upscaling of the mm. images or graphics or whatever. So, just, it would look insane. So you wouldn't even... I honestly don't think you'd need to do much to this game.
2: Intergot, you you may know this, but, um, Mike, what if I told you yep. there was a version of Donkey Kong Country Returns that was the best of everything?
0: Uh, What? I can guess what you're gonna say. (laughs) And it was not released.
2: It was not released on a Nintendo console either. What? So
0: Oh let me guess. Is this the NVIDIA Shield in China? So
2: What? In two thousand and nineteen the NVIDIA Shield in China got a a port of this game that was running at ten eighty P, no motion no motion controls, sixty frames. Uh. <laughs> that's the version I, w- I should have played anyway.
1: And
0: and 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 uh, Mike, that mm. that is the Nvidia Shield. Just so you know, it's basically the same chipset as the Switch. Yeah, so crazy, dude. So crazy. That's, that's nuts. So what about the music? Before just, yeah, we we'll go to yeah, the overall. Music, so music, like I love yeah. the music, man. I really did. It's <laughs> so interesting because you, you didn't play the original. No, 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 no. You, you got to understand, Mike. That the original is literally some of the best music ever for wow, video okay. games. So I like Sweeney, I just felt it was kind of like, Yeah, it was music, it was good. I didn't think anything blew me away.
2: The music is solid. The best moments of the callbacks to Don Kong Country One specifically. So the title theme, jungle yeah, hijinks, and yeah. the like the end level thing the end level theme, like this victory theme, they're all directly from Donkey Country One, just with a you know new touch of musical paint on them. Really good, but the new tracks are just a little pedestrian. It um, yeah. doesn't live up to the SNES soundtrack. To me, the biggest problem is that a bunch of stages, especially it seemed like later on, had the same, same music back-to-back for levels. So I think three of the Lava levels had the same music track, whereas mm. I'm not used to that Donkey Country. They usually spice it up and they make it as so a different song each level. Um, yeah. And some of the stuff sounded very Metroid Prime-ish, which makes sense, oh, but interesting. that's not a bad thing. Um, was but,
0: the same composer as Metroid not Prime? Not sure,
2: but there's like mm. oh, like some kind of like chanting stuff. That oh, it's yeah, very right. much yeah, that Metroid works. Primey. So, yeah, I, I like the music, but it's nothing compared to the original. I've heard yeah, Tropical Freeze is pretty good though. So
0: Yeah, up? Tropical Freeze was cool from the start that I played it. So.
2: Mike, yeah, definitely check out Donkey Country soundtracks like on YouTube or something. Yeah, I'm going to put
1: the soundtrack there, on today, awesome today while I do But it is interesting
0: that you thought it was awesome. So it does show what? how much playing the original kind of colors everything.
1: Well, no, look, if I was to play the originals, I would probably love them more than I did this. I think the only thing, the only reason I like these is it didn't feel like music from a game from 2010. Mm. It felt like music from a game from the 90s. And I like that.
0: Maybe that's what they were going for, yeah.
1: So I, I think maybe that's what they were. It just reminded me of some of the games that I played. that weren't even, you know, Donkey Kong games or anything. Um, I remember there was a game called Karma Curse of the Twelve Caves, which is like this puzzly kind of mist um, mystish type of game and it, it some of the music for some reason just reminded me of that and it brought back memories of you know the 90s and that's why I think I yeah I really like the music mm. I remember like just thinking thinking about it as in you know most of the time sometimes I forget about the music or I don't really think about it in 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 a lot of ways but the fact that I actually consciously thought hey I don't mind the music in this it's kind of cool is a testament that it's. I think it's quite cool for someone that's new to the genre
3: Mm.
0: or new to the game. So, I mean, we are running long. So, I mean, just overall thoughts for this game. I mean, succinctly, like I would put this game, if I put Donkey Kong Country 1 on one tier, I'd probably put this game on the tier above, and then the tier above that would be like Donkey Kong Country 3 and 2. That's kind of how I think about this game. I really, really liked it. I think it's better than Donkey Kong Country 1, obviously uh but i just don't think it reached the heights of donkey kong country 2 or even 3 which is interesting because i just played that uh last year right Swinney, or was it this year i'm like losing track (laughs)
2: last year
0: last year okay last year for the first time which is weird (laughs) given i mean all the way through i'd always played it but not all the way through so how about you mike where did you land on this game overall
1: Compared to the other ones, it <laughs> no, just is a game. <laughs> no, I, re- I actually, series. I actually really liked it. I thought, I thought the difficulty curve was a bit annoying, as we as we spoke about, it and I was battling with the controls too much. But I'm really glad I played it, and I think, I think what's probably going to happen now is I'm going to have to go back and actually play. It sounds like number one is is maybe. Should I skip that or should I just go one, two, and three
2: and
0: actually play the I think Swinny would say no, but I would probably say yeah. I'd say just play I, on, I think
2: country two. My suggestion last time okay. was to maybe play the first world just to see what it was like and then yeah, move to I number two. Yeah. Oh yeah,
3: okay, that's fair, cool. that's fair.
1: I did actually end, I think I think I ended up playing the first world. But I just wasn't sure if it's worth playing through the whole thing in that sense or if it's, you know, too difficult and I'll give up before I actually get to two and three. But um, I really enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, I, it didn't feel it felt it felt frustrating at times, but it didn't feel like a chore. It felt like, hey, I really wanted to give this thing a go as someone who's who wasn't really exposed to to this game in my childhood. Um, and I'm really glad I did. I, I thought it was a really enjoyable experience overall. So
0: yeah, just like just to add to that point, I totally agree with your your wording of chore. Like this game felt like a bit of a joy and a breeze to play for me. Like it was it was. Difficult, but it was just really fun to just play at any time. Like, I never felt, oh, i got to play this game. Like, hmm. I just liked coming back to it and just get through it. So, and how about you, Swinny?
2: So, to me, I put this game just slightly below Donkey Kong Country 1 on my list for a very specific reason. So, the first, up until that first, like, three quarters of the game, it would have been better. But then just the late game stuff, I just think, was just poorly designed. And then you combine that with the issues that I had with the controls and the Wii version, that mm. it just just not as down slightly but i mean like the it has some banger levels um it's i just ultimately that decision to force the waggle controls just really mm. brought the overall decision down but it's definitely worth playing um if they do ever release a, a version on the switch then man that would be a game to play
0: yeah it feels like a total no-brainer so just to call out uh, in episode 52, so the 11th of July, we're going to go through trop- Tropical Freeze. So that's in line with the 40th anniversary of Donkey Kong itself. Um, and also one week before our one year anniversary for the podcast, which is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, like I'm actually really fascinated to see where Tropical Freeze will land. Because uh, I feel like Tropical Freeze is a very, is like kind of what this game could be if it just had traditional controls and style and everything like that. And, you know, also just to give you the sneak preview in Tropical Freeze, you can play as other characters in it, which I was kind of shocked when I started playing this and realizing you can only play as Donkey Kong. So that's uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Uh, so, yeah, let's wrap up the show. So as always, uh, next week, uh, I will be criticizing all of us, all the big wiggers, uh, putting everyone on blast for our New Year's gaming resolutions. <laughs> So I've got uh, comments to everyone <laughs> next week. And then also uh, we'll be keeping an eye out on ID at Xbox. So the indie showcase, I think they're talking about having uh, up to a hundred games shown. Maybe I'm getting that wrong on Twitter. Um, and also, you know, whatever inclusions will come up on game pass itself. As always, if you want to reach out to us, uh, hit us up at big, pod on Twitter or BigwigPod at gmail.com or through the YouTube comments. And if you could give us a five-star review, follow us on Spotify, do whatever you need to, to spread the word about Big Week in gaming. With that, bye-bye.
2: Catch us later. Laters.